0: We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Fairly Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine Michael Green, the Sci-Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th
1: at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban Nerd Con. Our
0: heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember... Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there.
2: Hello, good evening. Welcome to another live edition of the ONG Strike Zone. I'm Brian Fulford. That's Kelvin Rozier. And soon to be joining us is none other than Marcus Green. And uh, we are we are signed up. We turned in our uh, NLIs to Coach Cozy at 6 a.m. or whenever they turned on the fax machine to let him know, Coach, we're ready to run it back. We're here to reload. We got this show is dedicated to you and the rest of the coaching staff. You know, Kelvin, I, I think I can still, you know, push up a few two twenty fives, just a few, maybe one, maybe two. How's your 40 time looking these days? How's your forty looking?
3: I'm glad we recruit, man. I I I got I trust the the recruits. You don't want you don't want me out there. <laughs> all
2: right. All right. There's a Kelvin said you don't want me out there as a recruit. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Um good to be back. I'm sitting here just trying to deal with a little bit of the, the technical things. I don't know why all of a sudden the stream is not looking good on our ONG Twitter feed but it is looking good on the black college sports network feed. I don't understand that uh, for the life of me. I mean, and it's pushing to the same signal. So, go figure that out. I don't know. Um all right. So, uh happy national signing day, everybody. Um it's good to be good to be on with you. Um, We got a lot to talk about, Uh, a good recruiting class. I think a very good recruiting class for the class of 2024. Some of the names we already knew, a few surprises that uh, we learned about today. And um, we'll talk about that. We'll also, we'll go heavy into the recruiting uh, today. A lot of the info, um, you know, even get into some video clips of some of the guys, so on and so forth. Um we got a lot of other another good week for FAMU athletes getting a lot of praise and recognition in the swag. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, we champion homes a champion. Yes. Get get and used we,
3: to hey, get used to it swag. You got to deal with us. You got to come oh, come you got to come I, see Tallahassee.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure on a lot of schools because AMU's putting that and, and we're not even man look let's keep it real let's keep it 100. we're not even operating at full what was those what is the, the we like we're not the Death Star is not fully operational it's like half of the Death Star is really is there and we could blow up a few ships but wait till the Death Star gets fully operational and the SWAC feels the full force of the rattler galactic empire and jesus y'all going to be in trouble i'm gonna tell y'all whenever whenever we get whenever we get it right it's gonna be hell it's uh, coming it's coming i know it is i know it is it's coming it's coming um so how how how's the week how's the weekend been kelvin how how was your how's your week how's your weekend been going
3: well the the weekend was 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 okay it was pretty pretty good you know relaxed didn't do a whole lot this past weekend uh basketball was out of town and uh you know the other other you know, other events so i, I kind of stayed around the house and got some things done around the house uh this weekend is going to be pure madness though with all the events on campus i also have a funeral to attend uh so so this weekend is just jam-packed for me but uh, today, man, I'm really excited about what uh football did. I'm really excited about uh the volleyball recruits. I'm we have a baseball recruit. Um, so Marcus is gonna come and break it all down. And and we, we we're not we don't have coach tonight because he's traveling, right? But, but but he will be on the show. We we we've got him booked,
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, great job, great job on on that. And uh, can't wait to. Uh, talk. Hopefully, you know some of you guys had a chance to watch the live show earlier this afternoon. If not, the replay has been there. I'm gonna first give a shout out to uh, Josh Padilla. Uh, Westside Diddy did a great job uh, hosting the one-on-one conversation with Coach Cozy and and the two uh, new recruits, who are uh, actually two guys who signed early and are already on campus, Uh, you know, we'll talk about Daniel Richardson and um, we'll talk about uh, DeMore Tate uh, coming up. Two guys who are in camp or on campus, I should say, on campus um, and already in the weight room working. And so we got a lot, got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, regarding those guys. But um, first things first, Let me say, uh, if you are watching us, whether you're watching us on YouTube, whatever YouTube channel you're watching us on, on the Jericho Broadcast Network's YouTube page, of course, we are part of the Black College Sports Network. um, And so we just need you to go and hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. So that way you can get all the great content and shows, uh, as well as live basketball action from the SIEC. We are one of the few networks, few networks, that's not charging for HBCU basketball, and we're running multiple games on Saturdays. Again, hear, hear me what I'm saying. And so uh, you, can, uh, you can watch not only live HBCU basketball, uh, but some other sports as well, upcoming uh, from the Black Collar Sports Network. You might also be on our ONG Strike Zone YouTube page. We appreciate you for being there. You might be on Facebook, watching us on the Black Collar Sports Network or the ONG Strike Zone. Or you could be watching us on Twitter. I don't know if you're watching us from the ONG Twitter feed. I don't know what's going on with that. Or you could be on Instagram. So we are everywhere, trying to be everywhere we can be. Um, so with that said, you ready to kind of do some some roll calls, some shout-outs, Kelvin? Let's do some shout-outs to our people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there you see uh, any, any and all donations are greatly appreciated. You can always, if you were on YouTube, you can hit the Super Chat. You can do that. You can also hit that Cash App right there, or you can uh there's a square that QR code as well. You can hit that QR code. I don't, I don't promote that a lot, but you know, I mean, we're trying to do some things. So any and all is helpful. The help goes towards us being able to do some things, some live content, some live shows, upgrade equipment. You know, hopefully my, my headphones stays well. We got we gotta do some on um, road trips too, man. We got the Jackie Robinson classic.
3: I plan on heading down there for that. Uh, in uh, uh, what February 25th I think is through
2: the 28th. Yeah, yeah, down yeah. in Riviera Riviera Beach, yeah. I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we gotta. So, yeah, any and all donations help go towards that. Help us to keep moving. So we appreciate everybody for uh coming in and helping. What I just do there. All right, well, let's kind of roll through. Let's see who we got here. Um, we'll go through. From the top of the order shout out to ken coming in Duhai. and I'm, I'm giving him a,
3: da, a honorary dahi because his oldest daughter went to high, and All right. uh you know I, I i just thought about it and never gave him a dahi so he gets a dahi
2: well you got i got there's one for ken and you got to get one more in there from good to see you melissa good to see you uh dr laurie doc, doc? doc good to see you thanks for coming in Appreciate you, of course, Doc, moderating the chat room. So you guys be be on your be on your best behavior. Get, get him, Doc. Get him. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't be outrageous in the chat room. Meredith. What's is. up, hey, Meredith? How you doing, family? Yeah, we're going to talk about some of these signees tonight. Marcus, good to see Marcus. you, brother. Good to see you. Um, Shout out to,
3: to, to Marcus. And uh, there's another Marcus who never say anything, but he always watches the show. And okay. um, from time to time, he comes and talk to me. Uh, more seasoned
2: Marcus. What's up, Marcus? Marcus, uh we love our Marcuses. And of course, our own Marcus Green will be coming on to join us a little bit later. Uh shout out Tony. Hi the high. Exactly. Um hey, running it back. Look, when I when I looked at I dude, we really we really do have a run it back squad. I mean, we I do. went back and we do. when you look at when I show you when when we when we look at the number of returnees, yes, sir. Woo, and,
3: and, and the fact that the returnees are built at the line of scrimmage, yes, on on yes. both sides. Essentially, we have both our defenses, most of you know, our starter defensive line back, including our pass rushes on the end, and and, and our offensive line intact. So, yeah, let's let, let's do this.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's an exciting time, exciting time indeed. Tamra T, uh, hold on, where it go? Damn it, I lost it. Hold on, I had it, I had it. I know Tamara was next up. Da, 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 da. What's up, no Kakalaki? Oh my goodness, where is it at? Uh evening. Up, yep, champ? evening. What Run up? Champ? The back, champ? Exactly. Uh Ivan West, thanks for coming in and joining us. Exactly. Congratulations to Coach Goelze. Mary 305. Good to see you, Mary. Thank you for coming up, in. Mary? Demetra, I saw your tweet. Demetra great tweet earlier. She's she's excited, ready to talk about this recruiting class. B Starks, good to see you, What's champ. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for coming in, Kenya. Kenya, Sykes. What's up, Kenya. Right to us, indeed. Good to see you. Good to see you, Um uh, mm. Web. Good evening. Good to see you. Uh, uh, Bull, we're right there with you. The the quarterback race is going to be. I, I, man, look, I would love. Hey, iron iron
3: sharpens iron. And I'm telling you, I know a lot of folks been talking about, you know, a a specific quarterback. But I have been saying the whole time that this thing should be open because we have guys on that roster who have some talent now. And I'm really excited to see with the addition of the two quarterbacks coming in and what we got returning. It's some, it's some serious competition. So, so I, I, I can't wait.
2: I'll tell you I, what I'm really uh, excited about is I'm excited that the coach cozy and, and the, the new OC, he even talked about bringing in a QB coach, just that new fresh energy is coming in onto that offensive side of the ball. And all of those guys, the existing and the new guys, you really are coming in with really a, a bit of a clean slate. You're getting a chance to really impress. And I, yeah, I know in comp the, the the three there's three guys in the in the room right now who've been a part of the program, but I, I think they get as much of a, a new shot as do the new guys. So this is a, um, it's fascinating, and I would love to just have a a single dedicated person covering the quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? I, I wish we had that kind of budget where we could just say, hey, we just want you to report and tell us about the quarterbacks. We we want to know everything. I, I want you to follow them on campus. If somebody, if somebody you know, d- doesn't open a door for a female, I want to know who it is. You know, I want to know the guy who who is leading the weight room. You know, I, I just – you know what I'm saying? I just want to go deep diving into No,
3: no, 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 I, 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 I no. Want, I want to do all that now. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. I'm a, I'm a I, little, wanna, little bit I don't want
3: to stalk nobody. You might see something you don't want to see.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. I might be a bit much. Ah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Chuck Hunt, thanks for coming in and checking in from Monroe, up, Louisiana. Chuck? Good to see you, Chuck. Uh, let me see who else is out there. Ah, Mr. Campbell, Coach Campbell. Good to see you. Welcome coming in uh marcus will be here definitely marcus will be here taking care of some business um so we'll, he gotta, we'll hold it he down. got you gotta
3: take take care of the eight eight to five but trust me we we got a lot of information for you he he,
2: he will be on the show guaranteed marcus will be here Montre bennett uh what's good up, to Montre? see you Montre. uh mike reed good to see you mike what, what's, up, what's up road dog exactly good to see you good to see you um exactly our our D B room is stacked. Nice. It is a it it uh <laughs> uh the D B room is is stacked. Kenya, you did like that you don't like my Death Star reference, huh? Uh all right, well I'll, I'll have to figure out you guys give me some 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 new references there, but you know, uh we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um Derek Singleton, good to see you. What's up, Wait, What's in, up Sippy
3: rattler, Mississippi rattler in the heart of GSU country.
2: Oh man, you know, those 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 uh JSU guys swear they got the number one recruiting class. I, I may cares? have to challenge that. Who who cares? I mean well, you know that, that 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 didn't do nothing for them last year. No, no, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. And yeah, supposedly they had the number one recruiting class last year. It didn't help much. Um, uh, but you know, that's that's just you know, it, it's sometimes good to be number one. And yeah. and I, I, I'm one of those people that think Stars matter. We'll talk about that. Uh, oh, yeah. People, we definitely talk people, about that. I, I'm with some you. people don't hey, think stars matter.
3: Hey, hey, you can't say it, it don't matter because the teams with the stars
2: usually are the ones who win the championships. Thank so you. Thank it, you. Yeah. They, 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 they don't do.
3: guarantee nothing, but it matters now.
2: It matters. But, but it we'll matters. talk about it. It matters. Hollow, the Lady Rattlers look good. What's up, hello? Look- hello, Hollow. Hello. Hey, hello! I've never been so excited to talk about the Lady Rattlers. I I could go on. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna go on about a ten minute rant talking yes. about women's basketball, and uh hey,
3: um, hey, we. As a matter of fact, hey Brian, as a matter of fact, let's start off with a uh, basketball when we get into it. That give time Marcus to get in and and you know do his thing. But but yeah, I, I definitely want to talk about the women's basketball.
2: Yeah, we we can definitely good. I appreciate you say that. I went ahead and got the slides all ready for that. Uh, Jay Starks, good to see you. Um, what's up, Jay? Stokes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, HBCU band talk. Um, hey, what, what's know. up, BCU? Hey, I yeah, give yeah. BCU credit.
3: You know they're doing a nice job. We want we want y'all to have some some talent and and be good because that's great for the classic. So yeah, so cool. y- y'all y'all got a nice little squad y'all putting together, and I'm interested to see uh how it all you know how it all comes together. I, I'm rooting for y'all to have a, a, a really good season, except for that last game.
2: Um I'm just coming through some of the comments here. Um I think Hollow might be talking about the interview that uh that Josh did with the guys uh during the Nash uh NS in the signing day thing. Uh Campbell, uh let's see. <laughs> I you know what I think the whole reason for Rattlers plus is to draw people to Rattlers plus. Um, I, you know, I, I get the, and I think Rattlers plus also, you can draw people to the app, which I think you can access via the app. So as good as YouTube is, and I look, Hey, look, we, we use multiple streams and platforms here. I'm not going to, I think going to look the, 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 the advantage of going to YouTube is to turn on the chat feature, but really, they'd probably turn off the chat feature if, if it's like what they did for the press conference, they'll turn it off. So I, you know, I, I think for what it was, they did a good job producing it and run it on the Rattlers plus in my opinion. Um, and he was talking, I don't know, the 1400, That's the J state guys. Um, they probably did a good show. I'm sure. Um, all right. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to go through a few more people. I see Hitman jumps in. Good to see you. What's up, Hitman? For coming in, joining us. Uh, did I miss anybody? I hate the Edwin Moore. one hundred. I see you, Edwin. Appreciate you. March one hundred. Paparazzi. Appreciate you coming LG. in. LG. Thank you for coming in as well. Uh, Leonard. Leonard, Leonard chat. chat. Thank you. Coming LB. In, you. Lawrence Put Brown. It on.
3: Lawrence, I'm glad you're feeling better, better brother. At least good enough to come on the show, man. I hope you continue to recover.
2: I, I was gonna say that. I, I saw I saw his post or his tweet. Uh so we, we're hoping you're you, you're doing well. You're feeling well, Lawrence. Um, you know. Um, so definitely uh prayers up and 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 get better uh with your situation. Uh JT, coming in. Good to see you, family. Thanks for coming in. Uh Alice McCullough. All right. From Riviera Beach. All right. Yeah, y'all go ahead. I like that. Go ahead and let us know where you where you're chiming in from. Let us let us know. You know, go ahead and hit a hit up real quick in the chat. Put us, let us know where you're coming from. I want to see how far west, how far north, to the northeast we got people watching um and listening to the show. I see Sam Dixie in there. Good to see you, Sam. All right. Um, Yay. Uh, let me see. Let me see. What was this here by Edwin? Uh, When Family broadcast on Famous last year, chat was in full effect. Exactly. You know, and I think that might be why they kind (laughs) of, you know, (laughs) uh, I'm sure that may be a little bit of why they kind of, you know, side away from it. Shout out my boy, Jab. What's up, Jab?
3: Former Rattler football player.
2: Yeah, all right. George Johnson right here in my backyard of Orlando. Got the ATL checking in. Delray Beach, the 404 from the 305. Uh, East Dallas checking in. Montgomery, Miami, love to see it. I, I love to see this. We got to connect. Charlotte, North Carolina checking in. Um, Let's see. EA always comes in with some good stuff. Let's see what we got. Let's make sure we also invest in recovery slash rehab program with 12 games. Teams with the best prevention/slash recovery from injuries win the SWAC. Uh that's a good point. That's a very good point. Very good point. Um, Depth will also, and I think the position of bye weeks also is important. I, I like the position of our bye weeks, and you know we can we can get into deep conversations about that. Um, all right. Can we before we go to our first break, can we talk can we talk about the you want to talk about women's basketball now or when we come out of the break No I'm let's kidding. talk about it now let's jump on it Let's jump right on it man exactly um and I see hold on we got a, we got our guy in our guy's here he's checking in Do-do-do-do-do. Alert checking in from the <laughs> Great Northeast none of it <laughs> and our brother I ain't got no Another money brother. I, I don't,
3: don't need caviar. <laughs> it Coming can't in, do come everybody. Coming
2: me for the solo. Coming in for the solo part. Go ahead, Marcus. I doing, got Marcus? nothing but love for you, baby.
3: <laughs> 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 Welcome, Marcus. Welcome, man. I right, right, thank Marcus.
1: you. Thank come you. On, good.
2: How's the weather <sighs> You're in the woods?
1: Not bad. It's like 50 degrees up here.
2: Oh man, yeah. Warming yeah. doesn't mm. exist. Just say it. <laughs> um, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, obviously, everybody's happy to see you, Marcus, because everybody's itching. Everybody's <laughs> itching to talk about signing day and all these great signees and all these great nuggets and information. So, um, we'll get into that, um, here shortly. But we got to talk about women's, uh, our women's basketball, um, because. Um, I looked at this. Hold on, let me just put this up. Okay, all right. So we went to Alabama. We went to Alabama, and I, you know what I've called Alabama, right? Famabama. There, there's yes, a man. reason why I call it Famabama. We own that state. Now somebody dropped. Somebody didn't tell the men's basketball program that they 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 <laughs> they dropped the ball and missed the memo. <laughs> but, but damn it, the ladies they knew the memo. They got the memo, and. Look, that game on Saturday was absolutely drunk and ridiculous. Um yeah. we outscored look, we we were missing uh what two, two two of our top six, probably two starters, at least two of our top six players, uh Sylvester and uh Lashani yeah. didn't play, right? But we still had, I believe it was a at the end of the well, we scored, we outscored Alabama AM twenty seven to seven in the yep. third quarter. Yep. Statistically speaking, when you go and look at what Alabama AM shot in the first, second, and third quarter, um, I don't know what was the lead at the end of three. Was it maybe 15, 16, 17? 17. Yeah. Seventeen. It probably should have been 30. Given the way that Alabama A&M shot, I think they made like five field goals in one quarter, two in another, three in another. Literally, that's all the field goals they made, and they were shooting like 18, 17, 16 field goals. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know if we got tired or somebody just got hot. Somebody, you know, something, something, something in the juice that they were drinking, and uh, they just went off. They ended up shooting fourteen of twenty. Um, I know you put it in here, but I remember it because we were we were talking about it the other day on Sunday. Um, they went fourteen of twenty from the field, some ridiculous six of ten from the three point line. Ended up outscoring us, and it came down to a last. Now nah, it wasn't quite a last second shot, but I mean, uh, with I think the score it was about and- nine
3: seconds left. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um uh a, a young lady who I mean she looked every part of about six three, caught the ball at the at the elbow at the free throw line, and she turned and what a what a girl gardener, what a what a what a what a what a what a defender in her face. And because of the motion of her shot, which is kind of one of those um over the over the head uh Jamal Wilkes, almost you know, <laughs> those of you I'm going way back now. <laughs> So, so all of you old heads, if you remember how Jamal Wilkes used to shoot,
1: oh my gosh,
2: yeah, she shot it from basically from, but it, but because of her height, it looked good. The fact that she caught it was up here over her head and just dropped it in the bucket. I mean, it was so smooth. Our defender never had a shot, never had a shot at blocking it. Never, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And so, shot goes in. Um, they end up beating us 71 69. Um, and yes, we, fortunately, we weren't the only team that blew a big lead over the weekend in SWAT women's basketball. Uh, those of you who saw my timeline, you you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, as, as Southern blew almost as big a lead as we did against Jackson State on Monday night. But uh, uh, Ariana dropped 31 in um, a game high 31 only to be matched. By the young lady uh from Alabama AM who dropped 30. I mean, you know, we're talking uh two, when's the last time you've seen two 30-point games, men or women? I mean, really, um awesome game. And uh so, but we just turned around from that and just went out the next night and 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 the defense look, the defense we held Alabama uh, Alabama State to 40. 40, that's 10 points a quarter. In college, in Division One college basketball, that's bad. I mean that. I mean that's. I like, that's great defense for us. I mean, hell, we only score forty nine. So, hell, what mm-hmm. am I saying here? But the fact that we turned around after a disappointing game, I think Shawnee came back the next night against Alabama State. Um, but what reason I'm saying all that is because looking at the standings, the Lady Rattlers are sitting in eighth place. And the crazy part is, if we hold on to that lead, fellas, we're actually in fourth place. Because Alabama A&M is sitting in fourth place right now. We would technically be where Alabama A&M is, probably sitting in the number four or five spot right now in the conference. And that's amazing.
3: Let, let, Let me tell you something even more crazier to me. Jackson State is undefeated. Yeah. Pine Bluff is right behind them. Right. Both of those teams we were leading at half and are going into the fourth quarter within sh- striking distance, undermanned. We just don't have the numbers right now to sustain. But I, what, I, what I what I would say is this. At, at the rate we're playing right now, we get Sylvester back. Uh, we got one of the girls back, I think, Monday. As long as we stay healthy, we're going to be a tough out, man as a as a 7th c 6 seed, whatever wherever we end up at we get to the tournament we're going to be a really tough out it's going and and be able to say that now compared to when when we started this season when we hired this coach man um this this is something to you know to brag about this is i'm I'm proud of 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 this team because we're we're getting everything we can out of this team And it's it's actually a pretty good basketball to watch, right? Yeah.
2: It's entertaining, so kudos. Um, And we're we're doing it right now. That young lady right there, Ariana Grizzle, has been playing out of her mind. Yes. I mean, since the UAPB game, and I mean, first of all, hold on. I'll get to those stats in a second. But Ariana's performance over the last two games earned her uh, SWAC player of the week, back-to-back week, two-time SWAT player of the week. Earned uh, it. Yeah, she earned it. Uh, Amaya Simmons is the young lady from Alabama A&M who dropped the 30 in that game where we played against them. Um, but listen to these numbers in the last two games. Um, and I think I got that stat up here. Yeah, the last two games, Ariana has averaged 28.5 a game, 6.5 rebounds, shot 86% from the arc, 3.5 steals, and three assists. Those are the last two games. And there you see the individual numbers where she dropped 31 points in 39 minutes against Alabama A&M, which should have been a win. And then she turned around at Alabama State scoring 26 in 38 minutes. Uh she's been the game high scorer in five straight games. It's almost like fellas that and this is all since the UAPB game, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like coach Gordon had a uh, come to Jesus or or just kind of reminded <laughs> Ariana, "Hey, baby, this is what you you saw what Zay Green did today against us." That's you. You are capable of that every night. And that's what we need every night. And it's like Ariana took that to heart, and I'm just channeling Coach Gordon here. So maybe she didn't say it, but I've I've stood three feet behind Coach Gordon, so I feel like I I, kind of understand her a lot. I feel like that's what I would have said if I was in those shoes saying Ariana, in order for us to get anywhere in this league in this tournament, you got to do what Zay Green has been doing for UAPB. And doggone it, she's done it. She has done it, man. Look at look at these numbers over the last five games. Last five games since the UAPB game, she's playing thirty eight point four games. Now again, one hundred and ninety two total minutes out of two hundred. She's averaging twenty five point four. Six rebounds a game, but look at the three-point shooting and the free throw percentage that she's playing with. She's getting to the line. Um, you know, that's almost a, what, seven. If you did the math, uh, 75, five times seven, that's 35. Almost seven free throw attempts a game, making about six of them. Um, and again, the team record, we're three and two, but we all know we probably should be four and one. Um that's what Player of the Year, that's what they do. And yeah. I mean, we 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 are at the halfway point of the season, and I, I know Zay Green is is she she's it. She's her, as uh as uh Liv would say, she's her. I get it. And and the girls from Jackson State, they're them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but Ariana Grizzle, she's that ish. As Liv said, she is a walking bucket. Yeah, but she's well, hey. In
3: comparison, she's doing more for her team than any of those other ones you call now because we, we we got games where we're only getting three people scoring in du- at all, not in double digits, at all. Uh, we only got two that consistently uh, scoring double digits. So she has to be the point guard and the primary
2: scorer for us to be effective, and she's delivering. So it's impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, and you know, we're at the halfway, this is pretty much the halfway point of the season yeah. uh, of the, of the SWAC schedule, conference. um, right. conference schedule. We're four and five. Uh, and, and again, we're four and five having played a triple overtime game against Grambling that we probably should have won. And then if you look at the game, we lost to Alabama AM, and m that's two games that you could you know, if you want to do that, you could say, man, we, we really could be sticks in what's that six and three and six and three would put us at number two or three in the conference right now. Instead, we are what we are. We're eight. But I mean, that just tells you, whereas we're probably as right at where we probably are realistically at eight, but we could be. Like third or fourth best in this division, in this conference.
3: Man, if we can if we can stay healthy and, and maybe get one or two pieces back,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we we could be trouble. Yeah, and, and uh, I hey, uh, marching hundred paparazzi, exactly. Look, um, Grizzle, yeah, look, she she, it's not like she's doing it alone. She's doing it at a high level. Olivia Delancey's been playing. She's been balling too. Um, Gri, I mean, right there, she's you know I. You, you got. You want to call it Batman and Robin, or I don't know. Give me a a female dynamic duo, whatever you want, however you want to call it. The one and two, whatever it is. Uh, Grizzle and Delancey are that. We just need, like, like, like you said, Kevin. We just got to have some health and some some more minutes and time from the other team, uh, or from the rest I, of the team.
3: I think Sylvester and uh, Gilbert, Neshani Gilbert, are are the two that gonna be key for us to make a real
2: run. These last uh five games. Right, right. And and I and I'll tell you, um, you know, I, if we can if we can mirror this in the second half, you know, upcoming this weekend, looking at the schedule, uh, we've got Texas Southern and Prairie View. Saturday is against Texas Southern. Monday is home against Prairie View. Um, you know, Texas Southern is below us in the standings, so we need to we need to keep it that way prairie is in front of us by a game so that'll probably be more competitive but the way we're playing if we get everybody back you know and, and and so who knows we could we could we could go to jackson a week from saturday um on a three-game win streak it's very possible that we could go to jackson like that and and that'll be that'll be good that'll be a good place to be so um Good stuff. Good stuff. I enjoy talking uh, about this team, man, and especially when we got a an MVP. And I've been saying it. I've been Grizzle for MVP. Hashtag Grizzle for yeah. MVP. And because uh, she she is it. She is it. Everybody, everybody, people should come to the Lawson Center with just a bucket on Saturday and just put Grizzle's name. Put put like a sheet of paper and just take. Just walk around Lawson with a bucket because that's. It'll put Grizzle for MVP on the bucket. That's a great promotion. If she idea.
1: wants uh I just thought about I was thinking about this morning. If she wants an NIL deal, I don't know if that KFC is still down the street on uh, Monroe.
2: Look at Marcus. Thinking thinking out she the box. Hook
1: up with KFC.
2: Hey, somebody who's an NIL agent, you better get to Ariana Grizzle and uh that that KFC bucket. She's, yeah, uh,
3: yeah chick chicken does have grizzles. <laughs> and some of us these some of us old heads eat the grizzle.
0: <laughs> hey.
2: Oh wow. Wow. Well, I think we just went next level here with the NIL promotion. So there you go. Congratulations, Ariana. We don't put we don't hook you up with KFC. Uh anybody out there, uh Rattlers Local Exchange, somebody hit up the local KFC. Or or any uh, or any in any restaurant with a bucket because uh, <laughs> she's a she's a walking bucket. Um, That's right. Uh, JT asks, is she a senior? Um, she's actually a grad senior, so I think this is her final year of eligibility.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need some buckets next year.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny looking. She only played twenty games last season. Uh, I think she had some injuries. Only played twenty games, so she's right at a. And what's funny is she played more minutes last year per game, uh, mm-hmm. average-wise. Now, again, these five games are extraordinary. Again, you the 38 minutes a game she's playing right now is way above her average. And, and probably, you know, Coach would probably love to give her a little rest. But what you're getting, the, the volume that you're getting, I mean, she's leading the league in scoring. The volume you're getting from Ariana Grizzle right now is is uh is is unreal man it's well i shouldn't say it's unreal it's it's uh, maybe for what we've seen in the in the rattler program since probably live and played for famu we ain't had this kind of production since live there's a go shout out to our girl live for hoops make sure you follow her uh on uh social media uh twitter instagram at live for hoops and uh pretty soon she's going to get on the bandwagon and start promoting uh, Grizzle for MVP. I know she's a I know she'll talk about Zay Green all day and until she's until she's tired, but but you know, it's it's getting to that point. One more, couple more good weekends like this, man, and and we'll be we'll be talking about Grizzle in the conversation. All right. Um we're going to get into talking about this recruiting class coming up on the other side of the break. Um, Marcus, do you, I, I, well, I can. I don't know. if We can. I don't care if we're talking here or offline. But I saw your message. Are you? Do you need me to? Do you need to share another document with me, or do? A, how do you want to? Do you, do you need me to share a doc, or do you want me to? Sh- I have. I have if access you can- to the doc previously.
1: Uh, let me see. Uh, well, I don't have any more space in my Google, so I don't know if I can upload the document. So I don't know if we can. You can copy it and then I can, you can share it and I can upload stuff.
2: Uh, Yeah. Let me, I'll try to do that. And here, that'll get us ready here coming up on the other side. So uh, and it'll be a work in progress. There, yeah. Work in progress, work in progress. All right. So we'll take care of that. Let's take a short break and come back and get into talking uh, about this uh, recruiting class.
3: Running back to- class. That's what I'm back. calling it.
2: The running oh back class. The run it back class there you go I like it there you heard it right here on the ONG strike zone so if anybody else comes up with it you make sure you give us some credit uh, at ONG strike zone Facebook Twitter Instagram hit the thumbs up and the like button wherever you're watching us we'll be back in just a moment uh, after these words itchy
0: squirmy scratchy Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit THAMPTONLAW.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407 THAMPTONLAW.com. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him quick the quicker picker-upper bounty picks up messes quicker and each sheet is two times more absorbent so you can use less he's an eight he's a nine bounty the quicker picker-upper
2: from novice to aficionado find yourself here high quality cigars plus personal customer service slow burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com that's www.slowburnwaco.com
3: when it comes to professional learning teachers deserve better from the leader in online learning stride brings you the stride professional development center an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial.
2: All right, welcome back to the Ong strike zone Brian Kelvin Marcus here um I gotta make sure we mention um and Marcus Marcus brought this up uh you said you saw this on on uh, Twitter Marcus I did talking about so let me whose account was it on from was
1: this from her BPAD Sykes
2: okay I'm
1: assuming it's recent
2: yeah uh, so I did want to make mention that today uh, is uh, definitely national girls and women in sports day uh, nationwide so we want to acknowledge uh, all of the uh, girls and and women in sports um, from the highest on top uh, of course even, our athletic director, uh, VP Sykes. Um, On her Twitter feed, I know she uh, just posted a photo with uh, FAMU Hall of Famer and women's basketball alum, Natalie White, uh, as well as uh, Terry Hines, who is a – her title says Chief Fox Sports Fox, she works for Fox Sports, that's what she's with. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, executive vice president of
1: communication at
2: Fox Sports. Okay. And so I, I'm sure they're at the Super Bowl, you know, uh site. She gets out to these big time events. Um, and of course, Natalie's there as well. So uh, and then there's others. Uh obviously, you know, I saw Ty Floyd, uh, our good friend of the program. <laughs> um, you know, she's a young lady who's getting into, uh, you know, only a few years from, you know, graduating, uh, but mm-hmm. but she's she's blazing her trail and trying to to get things going in the uh, sports media industry. And, of course, she's got her mentors uh, that she was shouting out earlier, folks like Laura, uh, I think, uh, is it Oakman? I think it is. Oakman. I saw Tam Oliver, Tiffany Green. Uh, shout out to those rattlers, and uh, and of course there's others. Uh, of course, all of our our coaches. So I mean, just a um, a day to celebrate women in sports. Uh, a great day to yeah. celebrate them. And I hey, I thought we and, and and you know, not even thinking about it unconsciously, we did that at the beginning of our show, recognizing our our uh, the outstanding efforts of our women's basketball team, and of course. Um, <laughs>
3: I knew it was coming. You knew it was
2: coming. You know you paying for that EA. Damn, two hundred thousand. Let me stop. This, let y'all oh, I, I shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Uh, she gets around. She don't need to do that. She don't need. To. She don't need. To. Uh, anyway, but uh, shout out, and of course, shout out to uh, Coach Bridget Gordon, uh, the goats. One of the goats in women's basketball. Who is our head women's basketball coach? All right, um, you have the other slide that I also have, uh, don't you, uh, Marcus? The let's uh, so here's what here's what I thought we'd do while we're while we're putting together our our other slide here. I thought I'd you know we'll start with just the the basics, of course, national signing day. Um, of course, the Rattlers defending SWAC champions, defending Celebration Bowl champions. HBCU uh, national champions HBCU undisputed. National champions, undisputed, undisputed. Um great uh great intel. Okay, starting off with we talk about key returners, and and I think it's real important to kind of talk about. Who's coming back? Uh because when I see I see some all swat guys here and I see some some big time names in yeah. this uh in this list here. Um of course, you know, obviously up front, uh Gentle Hunt and Anthony Dunn Jr. Uh along with Alan Smith Jr., uh James, Ashe, uh, James Ash. Big James Ash. Yeah, 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 that, that's,
3: I, I, that's, that's, that's a front four. Yeah,
2: yeah that is a, that is a heck of a front four. It is a heck of a front four. Um, mm-hmm. didn't, we didn't get Hunt back, um, we had to get him out of the you know, he was
1: on the, in the portal. Now, while you're on that slide, Brian, yeah, um, I think I have it uh, I'm not gonna present it, but we talked about it before at the beginning of the season, we talked about those positions that going into the season, based on their on their classification, which were going to be gap areas. And defensive line was one. <clears throat> we had five graduates or people who registered graduates. Didn't say for a first year graduate or second year. Um, two who are redshirt seniors and one who is a senior, all on the defensive line. So to get those fat folks back is good, but we still have some work to do. and. I think we signed two defensive linemen today, at least yes. well, we had one. Well, I'm sorry. We had one who committed and signed in December and we had a high schooler signed today. So we still got some work to do on the defensive line. And there are a couple other key positions that coach Colsey mentioned where they're looking to add depth. And it makes sense based on our preseason. Look at the, our roster analysis in terms of who would be rotating out graduating, not only from a talent standpoint, but from a sheer depth standpoint.
2: But coach coach sounded and we'll talk about that high school recruit um uh, because uh coach sounded really excited i i mean i don't think we've lost anything on the defensive line i think just uh plug and play i i, I think we i think anybody we've lost like we've just plugged in a new name that people are gonna get from and, and some of these guys have been there so it's like but mm-hmm. but three of them are
3: starters, and and the other three who were turning played a lot so you know hunt, hunt was a starter don was a starter smith was a sometime starter uh Sharif, ash big ash started a couple of games but you know he was he was uh but he played a lot so so i mean those five guys played a ton of a ton of ball
2: mm-hmm. yeah um yeah we'll, we'll have to we'll have to to see kind of what the what the depth uh, and uh, db,
3: uh, and I, let me just with this slide the db returning, returning that size.
2: Look at the size of those those guys who's returning. Hold on before uh, you most, go to db, hold on before you go to db, because I, I want to, I think we need to answer some of the questions people have. We're gonna,
3: we go, we gonna go back linebacker, we know we're talking about okay. Chaney, but 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 okay. yeah, I, I just wanted to point out because we brought in some some more long defenders also in the, on the back end there uh guys who can both cover it and, and and hit so uh, you know deco wilson man became a starter and he was great at safety uh you know we know bowl is a preseason first team all-american uh frazier has the size six three long corner uh highly thought of like, took himself out of the portal and then on. Uh, we talked about about Lloyd and Lloyd, uh, I think he sh- he flashed Ashley in the spring game last year. And uh so 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 um again, just a great foundation to build on with and this is what's returning that already has a ring.
2: Right. I heard coach mention that um as it relates to those DBs, obviously, well, more so in terms of the defense that A, he's sticking with the four two five, Okay, so even though we have lost Ryan Smith, uh, we don't quite know if Milton Patterson, coach did say that he had, I, I saw his press conference, which he had before the live uh, session. Uh, he did say that uh, he um, has interviewed for not only the D, defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator position. Uh, He says he is still going to be a coach probably over the Mm -hmm. DBs, but also heavily involved with the defense. Um, And I I got the impression that he was looking to bring in a quarterback coach as well. Uh, So uh, he even talked about shuffling some guys. So it'll be interesting to see who becomes, I know we're talking defense here, but uh, I just wanted to mention that in terms of the four-two-five, And then he also mentioned that Kendall Bowler was moving into that role that Eric Smith was in. So it's like, you know, it almost seemed like a lot of people were throwing towards Bowler, which I think was a mistake <laughs> all season. I mean, Bowler, Bowler has got NFL pro potential written all over him, uh, especially after his junior season. I thought, um, but what, what's the difference, what can you break down in terms of the difference, Kelvin, in the role that Bowler played this year and that Eric Smith position?
3: It's, it's, it's a hybrid position. And, um, one, I, I think NFL teams want to see that versatility, a guy who can perhaps play corner, perhaps play safety, or, or uh, you know, and he's got decent enough size where, you know, you, you know, he could play a hybrid. And, and you know, they have film on him as, as a just a regular cover corner. But uh I think, you know, with his talent level and the fact that we have other players who can man outside, I, I, I think his ability or potential to make plays and, and, and show a little more range, both in a run and pass game, which is what the hybrid – uh, position that uh Eric Smith played is gonna bowl well, he'll be he'll line up with us, uh, maybe a backside of the backfield, tight end sometime. Um, I, and I think uh, it won't, it won't, it'll be, it'll be a good matchup for them of other third receiver. So I'm interested to see how all that works, you you know, especially when we talk about the guys we brought in uh, in the defensive backfield.
2: Um. I see. Just looking at the comments, EA said the, the most important position of, uh, on that defense is the nickelback position. Um, you know, it looks like, I don't know. Our defensive back is coming. I mean, if, if you just imagine, you know, those five returners all starting, you know, and, and that's not guaranteed. I'm just, obviously because of some of the recruits that we have in, you know, there's no guarantee. Um, and we'll talk about those guys who are coming in, uh, they're going to challenge uh, <laughs> big time for this starting spot. Um, you know, my And be that was spot. a recurring
1: theme. That was a recurring theme, Coach said, is um, competition at all uh, positions.
2: Uh, EA said, are we mistaking Eric Smith with Tamani King? No, I, I, I don't think so, no. Uh, Coach Cozy flat out said that uh, I, I didn't hear him mention Kamani King at all. Uh, he mentioned that Kendall Bowler was moving to the to the spot that Eric Smith played in that defense. I, now I I missed the the technical name for that position, um, but that's what he said he's moving to. I mean, I can go back and and read the transcript from that press. I, th- I think
3: he I, I think he was just like the nook. He was the he was the fifth DB which uh, made him a, a hybrid. He had to support.
2: He could support in a run and pass. Right. Uh, now the linebackers you mentioned, um, you know, uh, Eric Horn or not Eric. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eric Horn. Um, is there another, is there another linebacker in Watson? That mix? Watson. Watson. Okay. Mm-hmm. From, uh, from Atlanta. Michael Watson. Okay. Yeah. Um, to, to our knowledge right now, uh, who was it? Who asked the question about, uh, Campbell asked about Cheney right now. Cheney's still in the portal. Um, we don't know if uh, I haven't seen anything yet. Marcus, have you seen anything regarding John Cheney, uh, committing to anywhere yet or to, to the best. No, of your knowledge? I still in the portal. Okay. Uh is he going to Murray State with Smitty Rock? Uh, who knows? It, it's a, uh, you know, it, anything. Who knows? I mean, it it it's an, it, it might be might be something that happens. But I think I think when you here here's what I got a sense of. Coach Colsey did a great job of re-recruiting his guys or our guys, you know. And I think he had to do that. Um, and the good part is. Yes, we lost our head coach. Yes, we lost our defensive coordinator. Uh, and, you know, no shade or disrespect to Troy Johnson, who's a – that football ops position is a position that I know he's looking to fill. Uh, I did not hear anything about rehiring a recruiting coordinator this season. So, you know, I don't – I don't know we, – well, prior to Coach Risk Press, Coach Simmons didn't have a recruiting coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-mm. He didn't, he didn't have a, formal. Stand, yeah, stand a standalone, standalone position. Off yeah, the coach. field position, right?
1: Coach was doing right. double duty. Yeah. With some coach. Right. Yeah, I think we started out, I forgot who it was when we first started. Was it um, Kenneth Gilstrap? Mm-hmm. And then maybe it, when he left, I, I can't remember if it went to Coach Henry or or Smitty Rock. But I mean, it moved around. It was like double duty until right. he hired a uh, wrist brush two years ago.
3: Oh. Which is how it typically is in most uh FCS and HBCUs. Most of them don't have a off the field dedicated recruiter at our level.
2: Right. Um okay. And uh so any other anything else there regarding the returners. If you want to I, I kind to huh? Just
3: just with the linebackers, I just want to emphasize if cheney comes back then we we're we're, we're 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 really looking good because you know isaiah major you know we lost him now if if, if cheney does end up leaving then losing him and isaiah majors is, is pretty big because they have the experience in the production over the last two years i mean they, they you know they two of the top three tackle leading tacklers on the team so that that would be huge, even though we have talent, guys and guys who did play behind them, you know. Um, but uh, but so, so chain Ch- chain would be would be ice on the cave he comes out of that portal.
2: Uh, I do think there is a possibility of him coming back. I I personally think yes, that. I, um, I think so too. When you look at the guys who were in the portal, guys like even uh, a gentle hunt, um, uh, I believe wasn't. Deco Wilson and wasn't Frazier also in the portal for a quick second? Fra- Frazier,
1: Frazier was, Deco wasn't. Yeah. Deco okay.
2: wasn't. Okay, so um, th- those guys this coming back. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, Colsey was a defensive guy, so you got to believe we're going. We're going to maintain some strength and stability. And that defense, and and for Cheney is like, hey, look, man, you you were a starter, you're a starter. We're keeping that same four two five. It's a great opportunity. Why go somewhere else and have to learn a new defensive system? Why have to learn these yeah. four brothers, the guys that you played with? And, the, and I, he'll be a he'll. Go ahead. I I think you're about to say.
3: Yeah, he'll have. Yeah, he'll have an opportunity to be the defensive player of the year. Thank you candidate yes, coming in yep. first, team, first team, all American. He's yep, on a defense that, that, yeah, he's on a defense where, you know, you got guys in the pros, you know, Marquise Bells, the HBCU NFL player of the year. So I don't really see a situation that he'll go to that will put him in a better position for the future right now. Definitely. It wouldn't be Murray state. So, so, yep. you know, have another champ, have another championship run. So hopefully, you know, he'll look at all that and he'll come back.
2: Um, Lovey Jenkins, another person who's in the portal. Um, Not sure you haven't seen him commit anywhere else. Um, But I think he was a grad. He may have already graduated or met his requirements for graduation. So he might be going into the portal. Both of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just kind of looking through some of the defensive notes. Um, I, I want to come back to the thoughts about the recruiting coordinator thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna star those and come back to those in a second. Um, uh, all right, so let's do. So you want to go right into maybe talking about some of the recruits? from the defensive side before we talk about key returners on offense or how do you, how do you want to, what, what, what yeah. yes. are you ready for? I, Marcus? I, yes. <laughs> Kelvin's ready.
1: We'll go right ahead. Yes. I love
2: it. Okay. Um, all right. So these are the new returners guys that we already signed. Um, and I know, Let me see. Marcus, you got the other slide ready. You've you've added some stuff to it, I'm sure.
1: Yes, I'm still adding a little bit, but I'm getting
2: close. All right. Well, I'm going to. All right. Go ahead and go through that list, Kelvin. While I'm looking for this, go ahead and talk about that list, of names there that you see. Well, we, we talked about, Marcus talked about
3: defensive line being an area of need. We lost about four interior D linemen. So Mont and and I heard Coach Cozy talk about ha- having some of these guys come in and be able to hopefully compete right away. Uh, Montre Edwards played quite a bit at at uh, in a in community college in Mississippi um, as a D lineman. Got you know got good measurables. You know sits everybody's in the 6'2", 6'3", three range, three hundred pound range. So. So he he would he would be someone who would plug in nicely to uh that 425. Then Tate is an interesting guy. And the reason Tate is is an interesting, interesting guy, he came out of high school like a five-star, and he's a very long guy. And for whatever reason, his I think he got hurt one year at Florida State, and then mm-hmm. he set out a year, and then he kind of disappeared for a year, and so. So you, it, it's not – we know fr, from a talent standpoint kind of high school what he is, and we know what his measurements are. So it, his upside could be really high. But because he just not have been on the field in the last couple of years, you know, you, you want to see if uh, – and we'll know why, right away because uh, Marquise was like that when he first came to FAMU. After about three, four practices, we knew we had stole one. Right, <laughs> and Marquise has that kind of si- he has Marquise type size, you know, 6'2, six 6'3, six kid about 210. So, so, I'm really interested to see,
2: uh, you know, what he looks like when he gets with the rest of the squad, yeah. Just uh, so pulling up a little bit of the tape on uh, Kate, um, and uh, so that's just some of his. Some of his, uh, I think this is this is this is the high school stuff. So he, he graduated. Yeah. He came out when? What's the what's the background? Marcus I think twenty
1: twenty. Let me double check. I have him already because we, I guess, technically signed him in the early. I don't know what the. Yeah, he came out in twenty twenty, but he doesn't have a lot of mileage. I mean, well, I want to put it like that, but. I mean, he got hurt his first year at FSU. 2021 didn't play a whole lot. I think 2022 is when he jumped in the portal. And so he's been out a year. So in terms of physical wear and tear, he doesn't seem to have a lot. And he kind of shot up the charts in high school. And I guess he he was seen at a game, I want to say like eighth or ninth grade, and he just like took off from there.
3: Well, he's a freak of nature. I mean, he's, a, like I say, a lone kid and very athletic. With long strides, man. I mean, he fits the profile. He wouldn't. You don't get to be a five star without uh you know, w- w- without some production and some talent. So,
0: mm-hmm.
3: he looks the part at, as a high school player. We have to see, um, what he, he looks played, like at FMU.
1: And he played in the highest classification in um in Florida. Yeah. He played at Freedom's at Class Eight A. Yeah. Now he didn't make the playoffs his senior year, but you know that's. You can't make a direct correlation to that.
2: Yeah, free, he might have been the best player on an average team. I, I'll just be honest. Freedom is not the, um, the football he, juggernaut. It's not a football juggernaut in Central Florida and Orlando. Right. Let, me just, let me be kind about how I say it. <laughs> so he was he was the shining star, you know, on a on an okay team. And his and probably the work that he did at those camps is probably you know where he signed most and of course as you kind of see in these highlights you, you're he probably played everything from yeah. db to special teams because he was your best athlete by yeah. far and away probably did a little bit of running back or <laughs> some other stuff too i mean it's just ridiculous what the kid can do Um yeah now you know you brought up this five star rating look we are our, our good friend of the program you know, Stan Stan Beckton of the NCA.com <laughs> put out a tweet earlier saying that uh what what was Stan's tweet I'm paraphrasing that yeah, I don't uh,
1: remember exactly, but basically, you know, don't rely on all these stars for somebody who hasn't has no film and very little playing time at the college level.
2: I I want to be fair to Stan. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the exact tweet uh because uh I, I thought it was. I was like, "Come on, Stan! Don't don't do that on National Signing Day, man! Come on, we." Um, and, and not every
3: everyone is the same situation is what I would say. Um, you know, it'd be different if you was at a school three, four years, and you never broke the broke the um, the line. But but in his case, it's very different. He's very unique. He's a unicorn because. Like I say, he got hurt his, his his year one. Uh, You know, he redshirted year, year two, and then he was in a portal and and he, he missed the entire year. So literally, he's not been around or available to get in the film
2: uh at this point. So, um, so, so the tweet the tweet uh <laughs> this morning and and, I, and that's what caught me. It was like eight eight a.m. in the morning. It's like come on, Stan, eight a.m. Really. <laughs> I'm like, 9, 9.35, I'm sorry. I'm like, Stan, it's early. You know, it's National Signing Day. We're excited. And Stan says, FBS football programs, dot, dot, dot. We do not care if a player had stars coming out of high school, if he's played multiple years of college before he transferred with no stats to back up that ranking. And I was just like, well, Stan, I mean, that's how every, every, every kid is evaluated. Based on the rankings and these stars. Now we know sometimes they're flawed. Yeah. But damn, I mean
3: and, and maybe up? maybe maybe two and three stars, but I would tell you the stars that when they get four and five, they matter. And, they matter. and I, uh Calvin Ashley, who's still playing professionally, came to us and, and and starred. You know, he didn't dominate as much. Uh, you know, there was other things you had to deal with there, and then of course, uh, Marquise, who was like a four-star coming out, he was the best player as soon as he got here. So when you get those guys, and he he didn't have any stats at uh, Maryland, uh, you know he did go JUCO though uh, for for a year, but mm-hmm. but uh, so so I mean, you know it, you can't just make one broad general statement like that, and, and but uh, I would say Alabama wins not because of Nick statement, What even to find out. It was because of <laughs> being able to, it, it was because Nick Saban being able to coach four and five stars all the time, having five stars on the bench. Same yeah. thing with Georgia. Same they, thing they with Ohio State. Georgia,
2: exactly. So, right.
3: so, so you can miss me with stars don't matter because because yeah. teams with the stars they compete for a championship every year.
2: Yeah. When they got them
3: in spades.
2: Yeah, Uh let's talk about another. Defensive player. How about that name at the top of the list? Montre Edwards. Uh I got the I got the video from Montre mm-hmm. uh coming out of uh the, go ahead and talk about where Montre's coming out of there.
1: Well actually he originally signed with um I want to say Missouri. So I think he was either 2019 or 2020, and he was like a three or four star coming out. And I think he went to Missouri, then maybe Southern Miss, and then ended up at uh Kapia Lincoln. But he looks like he started out with the size to be a DN, but now he looks like he's grown into a defensive tackle. So he probably be a hybrid that might move in and out, kind of like um, almost how Kamari Stevens did a couple of years ago, before he went exclusively on the um, on the outside that last year, where he last year with us where he kind of had a breakout season.
3: And, and really good movement, a, a really good burst, a really good first step. Uh, fast off the ball, especially for interior D lineman with his size. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, appreciate that. Derek Singleton dropping in there that he was coached on the defense, uh, by Maurice Johnson, fam. You class of 99. So I gotta believe, uh, you know, Coach Johnson, uh, connecting there with uh, whether it be Coach Cozy or if it was, I know Coach Cozy said he. Yeah, wrist press. Uh, I know both of them were in were in uh those 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 neck of the woods at those uh, JUCO's. And uh Montre is he's in. He's he's at fam. I, I know he uh
1: He signed early. He's an early He
2: did, he did, and I know, you know, I uh you know he would he would I, I don't I hope I'm not telling too much. You he, he would hit us up <laughs> asking if if we if we knew any info on the coaching search and I'm like, Montre, we know about as much as you, brother. We know but the but hang tight. You know, Rattling Nation. I, I kept I kept giving him uh, Kelvin's line. Rather nation's gonna take care of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so sure enough, Rattler Nation took care of it. Uh but but uh yeah, he's a he's a big he's a big get um for us on the defensive end. Um I think I'm
1: good. You can refresh.
2: Did you, you get have... Montres uh uh what was Montre at? Uh 63290. Mm-hmm. 63290. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um All right. Um okay, let me uh let me get this one more play in here to see Montre doing some work there. All right. Somebody out of bounds. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, Another name. While we're up front, now this name hasn't officially signed yet, but I believe he's committed. Coach Cozy talked about him in his pressure. So, I mean, when you talk about him, I'm pretty sure that.
3: So he signed, and he just probably just was getting cleared.
2: Yeah, because
1: okay. you can't talk about him if you mention him by name.
2: Yes. Oh, he mentioned him by name. I mean, hell, I've never seen Coach but, look looks so happy. Wait wait, 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 he signed in? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and just in case you don't know, and he is listed in the in the in the Sentinel, and we're talking about Brecken Herald, Brecken Herald, the defensive lineman from Chaminade, Madonna. The they were
0: number two in the nation.
2: Yeah. yeah, yes. And he, they, he transferred they,
1: they, in over from Cardinal Gibbons last year. We offered him basically like a year ago. And he made second team all Broward for the Miami Herald two years in a row.
2: Does everybody's huddle film start with the same music? I'm just curious. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but Brecken Herald uh from Shamanade, Madonna, um, I believe six uh six
1: three three hundred.
2: 63 300 coach cozy said he walks and looks the part um absolutely he was, he was so happy i mean I, I i quoted coach cozy talked about this young man coming in and making an immediate impact up front um i mean he was really excited i mean of all the people talk, i mean i i know he was excited uh, he was really in uh, Almost get holding back, you know. Cozy doesn't he doesn't show a lot of Man. he shows good emotion, but so, he was really excited about this. So people who don't know, Shamanada
3: has won like six championships in the last eight years, and they mm-hmm. are on the lower level, like they're like what three A or something like that.
2: Uh but they play class, all I think one A one Yeah, yeah. 1A. 1A.
3: Yeah, but they play but they play all upper level schools, right? They play a national schedule, and right and, and they and they win. <laughs> they beat them all, right? Yeah. So and they had the, uh, they, argue the number
1: one player in the great. nation this year, Jeremiah Smith, the wide receiver. So they've always yeah. they're always stacked. I mean, between them, Kyle Aqu- Aquinas, and typically Central. I mean, like if those three teams were to combine, you could probably there might be some FCS teams in trouble.
2: Well, that's why they were trying to change some of the classifications, or they were trying they were trying to change the rules in the state of Florida because you have these 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 one-off programs like Chaminade and Saint Thomas Aquinas that beat up everybody in their class and it's like they want to take what they want to do is they want to take like the top 14, 15 16 teams and make a playoff with just the best of the best and Chaminade would be in that category along with you know whoever else you would consider, you're, you're, you're best of the best, you know, central, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah, big, yeah.
3: That,
2: that
3: is a big – that's a big get, though. That is a big get, mm-hmm. uh, the, a player from a program like this with the credentials because the Mooney the other year, I think, played for a state title. I know they went to the deep in the playoffs if they didn't play um, t- two years ago when he was when he was on that team. So the brothers are the one,
1: Yes, and it's also good for us to make some inroads at some of these powerhouse programs, because I know for oh, years, you know, we yeah. had – it didn't seem like we would be able to get anybody from St. Thomas Aquinas, from Central, yeah, from Chaminade, Madonna, from Venice, from the teams that are typically annually in the playoffs and sending team sending players to – well, all over the place, but typically schools you see on Saturdays competing for it. Um, the four college football playoff spots so if we can start making inroads there then you know we could we'll be doing something consistent inroads
2: yeah i got another video here uh defensive back uh Jamil sanders transfer from south florida Um, you know, we talked about that defensive backfield just getting tougher, uh, and better. Um, you know, this is, this is tape from Sanders from his spring camp, 2022. So this would have been going into, um, what, what is his classification Marcus?
1: He is uh, let me double check.
2: This would have been two seasons ago. This is so I don't know. He came uh,
1: out in 21. He's class of 21. Because okay. he went to Lackawanna Community College, then he went to came to USF.
2: Okay. Yeah. So this was very early in his uh
1: So if it was spring twenty-two, it may have been may have been when he was in junior college.
2: Okay. That that's what that, that's what some of that looks like. It looked like there was a mix of some USF there as well as some uh some uh junior college practice. But again, this said spring 2022. So um you probably got a little mix of both in here. This is probably what attracted him to USF or what USF was attracted to. When
3: they saw him, uh. and I imagine uh, the the effort we we had against U.S.F. this year probably made us a legitimate consideration in his mind, especially after you know Alabama coming next week and they played toe to toe with with Alabama and you know had a fight of their life with FAMU, so.
2: Yeah. So six one, one ninety-six.
3: Another longer corner, a defender.
2: Exactly. Exactly. All right. Good stuff there. Um trying to look here and just to see if I have any other video from the from the defensive side of the ball. Um no, I think I hit it. I showed. The, oh, uh, McGee also signing Derek mm-hmm. McGee. Derek McGee. Now he wasn't part of. He wasn't as of this. This was part of it, that show. Uh, he hadn't officially signed, but I did see. He posted like uh, yeah. right before we went on five, yeah. five minutes yeah. before we went on. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So he posted. So and McGee- they
1: signed. Uh, Florida, not Florida. Uh, FSU's. Florida, yeah, Florida High had their signing program around two thirty three o'clock.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna pull up. The, I got the film here from McGee's senior year, uh, from Derek McGee, class of '24. As you can see, some of his stats at uh, Florida High. Uh, Marcus, give a little. Uh, what are his? Uh, what are his size and measurements there for McGee?
1: Five eleven, two ten, and he made. Um, I think he made second team all Big Ben. I thought I had that here, but he made second team all Big Ben as a player and, you know, local kids staying and given you know, what we play at linebacker, you know, he's got a, got a shot, definitely a shot at special teams and working his way up. But, you know, somebody from a story program that typically makes the playoffs. So he's not going to be rattled by. Play Chaminade,
3: play yeah. Tallahassee Lincoln. Mm-hmm. uh florida highs is like the top program along with lincoln in the city uh been going to the playoffs i, I played for a championship i believe two years ago mm-hmm. and like i say they played they they played the chaminade's and the pensacola catholics and all the different schools and so uh, oh, oh another winner another guy yes. who's played a lot of football
1: mm-hmm. so he's not gonna be rattled by that and i think uh florida high has been at least to the regional finals, maybe the semis and the finals like the last three or four years. So they've been making progress in terms of the program. So they're not in his stature in the program just to, Ooh, to be I mean, that was a rough tackle. Right yeah. And, I mean a second team all big ben, you know, that that's a nice accolade.
2: Hey and just a, a violent hitter. There's a kid who loves violence. I mean I, that's that's what that's what I like in that uh, he 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 knows where the ball is he hits people, um, a, a violent hitter. I mean that that's uh that's tough, man. Yeah, that is tough.
1: Yeah, he made second team defense for all Big Ben. I haven't seen the um, you know Florida High School usually puts out their all state teams. I haven't seen if he, you know, any any of our folks have made that team yet. Well, I guess there's only two or three high school signees that we would worry about, but.
2: Um, the only uh, let's see, so you see, as of uh, now, again,
3: <laughs> so he was a, a blocker, a lead block on special teams. Man, he just they blew somebody uh, one up. of those gunners. one of those gunners who was coming down. He just blew him right up, put him right on his back.
2: I told you, this kid is very, kid, very violent, physical, kid, physical, violent. I mean, he, he 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 stands, he stands, he stands out when you when they say when you turn on the tape. You just see, okay, who's that kid? And they say, you know, I've heard coaches say, especially at smaller schools, and I, Florida High is probably, what, a 3A? A Uh 2 a 2A, okay. So when, when you have the tape, when you're at a smaller school, and when you have guys that the, – the, the guys who uh, like him, who just really pop off the tape and they just hit and they're violent and they fly around, those are the guys that usually translate. Uh, That's against Tallahassee and Lincoln right there.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, upper, five eight. classes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And and that's a guy who, you know, who he'll probably spend a year or two, you know, working and, you know, working on his body and 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 being ready to assume that role in a couple years down the road. So, I mean, that's a and he, he's from the area, quality kid, probably good family, local, you know. I mean, a lot of positives. When you bring a bring a young man like this into the program. And that's the thing, you know, the high school guys that you got to bring in because we're so heavy in the portal. And I, I saw Jimmy Mack talk about this in the chat. You know, with the portal. W- with so many guys out of the portal, and I, Marcus, what's the percent? I'd love to know what's our percentage of portal versus high school guys. I, I don't even know if it's
1: on the team or, or for this, well, recruiting. Just,
2: this recruiting class. What would you would you guess? the I don't know if you got to figure it out. Yeah.
1: I don't have the numbers, but uh, I saw you know Gerald's report earlier where we signed, said he signed. We signed eighteen, mm-hmm. and I can think of maybe four or five high school players, a couple walk-ons, maybe six at the most. So we're looking at least seventy percent transfer
2: transfers. Yeah, yeah. So when you're you're bringing in these high school guys, you know you're you're. You're looking at a guy who, if he's not going to be a potential second-team second, uh, second team guy like uh, Brecken, Harold, he's going to challenge. I mean, he may start on second, but he, I, by the sounds of Colsey, when you play that Chaminade, I mean, there won't be long before he finds his way into some playing time, especially if somebody gets hurt, you know. And, well, and that's the, key, the
3: and, and, and the key is the, you know, you got to have
2: the just like with NFL,
3: you got to have those uh dimensions and stuff. And so, the kid from Chaminade not only does he have the the experience and the accolades playing against top notch competition, but the kid is 6'3 and 300, so he's got the built <laughs> to come in and compete.
2: Hey, uh, I love this comment by Watch JD TV. I got a good friend of mine who. Who played at Florida High in the nineties? Uh <laughs> so Florida High got serious about sports. It ain't the nineties anymore. No, it ain't. It ain't. Uh you know, they uh they're trying to trying to keep up with the rest of the Joneses in uh in the city of Tallahassee? Um all right, so that's again some of the some of the names.
1: Right. Um,
2: oh, did I miss somebody? I miss?
1: We got two special teamers, and we got a surprise quarterback, our surprise number one.
2: Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go to the offensive side. Uh, there's So there's the special teams. Of course, I don't have any film on the special teams, guys. Um, yeah, I don't have any
1: kicking film. Yeah,
2: so, you know, we don't have any. But we'll, we'll mention them. Uh, special teams, uh, Max Larson, the kicker, uh, transfer from Florida State, and Andrew Tisher, a punter from Stetson, uh, but what I can say is interesting. I'll go over to my slide that talks about the returners on special Everybody back. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Everybody's yeah. back. I mean, you know, we, I mean, coach was talking about how comfortable you have to have or feel about your special teams returners. I mean, you got your, your kicker, Cameron Gillis, uh, Michael Smith, I believe was the long range kicker.
1: Yeah, long-range and, range and a kickoff and, specialist.
2: And, and he he was only a freshman. Right. Uh Trey Wilhoy, of course, your punter. Uh, so you, you got-
3: you'll lose you'll lose Gillis and Will Hall after this year.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: I that's why I think he's recruiting now, not yeah. just for depth, but you know, so we can transition after we lose our kicker
2: and punter after this season. And and one thing that coach was really excited about, I've never seen a coach excited about long snappers. We got both long snappers back, which mm-hmm. look, we talk about, remember, remember a couple years ago, we were talking about details and special teams. I remember Kofi was talking about that. Yeah. he was very adamant about how that cost us, uh might, might've cost us that Southeastern Louisiana game. And, and he talked about the importance of special teams. And mm-hmm. so when I hear coach Colsey talk about being it, he was excited. That he has two long range snap, two long snappers back, and it was like, I don't have to worry about that. You know, it's like I know I got. Hey, it. And,
3: and if you watch the the the, the Lincoln California game, they got some moves too. Well, look, yeah, <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly, exactly. I mean that that's a good group. Um, so, um, you know, Coach, uh, who's our special teams coach? Um,
1: Doc Gamble. Doc Gamble.
2: Which I you know, look, K okay, Cozy. Col- Col- I don't know if Gamble I don't know what Gamble's back was was Gamble's background offense or defense when he was at it was it's
3: offense. He was a quarter mm-hmm. he was a quarterback in college and he's coach uh Rhibster was running back and some quarterback. So so he can coach
2: quarterbacks. Well I look, I won't be some su- look, I I I I won't be shocked. If Gamble, I'm not saying he's going to be the O.C. I won't be surprised to learn that he interviewed to be the O.C. Um, given his background, you know, um, I don't know. You know, that's, it's going to be interesting to see who coach brings in as the O.C. I won't be surprised if it's somebody internal. Like, you know, I don't I don't know how much Henry has called plays. Obviously, he hasn't called much plays. I, 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 I.
3: Well, he knows the offense. He's helped our, he he's the architect of the offense. I would I would be shocked if he's not the uh, if he's he doesn't remember just... he's already the OC in title. I'd be shocked yeah, if he's not calling the architect.
2: Would you say the architect of the offense, I mean come on, Willie Simmons was the architect. Of
3: I mean he's he, no, he's been no because Willie had other duties. You gotta remember now here it's been with Willie before before fan you and at FAMU. you. So coach Simmons will tell you himself in terms of knowing the offense uh and, and remember I told you last year how does plays are scripted the first first 20 20 plays I think it was are pretty scripted then coach gets into a field type deal but um so so he 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 has been a part of help architecturing that offense the question is uh how comfortable coach is is with him coach Cozy is and from what I've seen with my own eyes it seems they're pretty co- they they're pretty comfortable. And I would tell you, Coach, Coach, here is a really bright guy. I've had a chance to work with talk to him a lot. Um, he's a really bright guy, bright mind. I, I think he would be fine. Okay. okay. But I'm
1: interested to see who they bring in, if they bring in a separate QB coach, if they don't go with Doc Gamble, to see how that plays uh, yeah, out. He yeah, said he out. is
2: interested in having a, a quarterback coach. You know, okay. so and it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah. Uh, t- look, Henry, yeah, Joe. Joe Henry is the offensive coordinator slash offensive he, line coach by title, but but he never he never had
3: primary play calling duties. Right, right. All right. right. It was, it wasn't right. taken away from him.
2: All right. He never all had right. it. Exactly. No, he never had it. Okay. Enough of you guys in the chat. You guys, okay, okay. Well, I'm done trying to advocate for Gamble as OC. You guys are like, "Oh no." You yeah.
1: Guys- <laughs> no, I'm interested to see who There's they bring in for linebacker there. coach. Huh? I want to see who they bring in as linebacker coach and see if that has enough influence to pull Chaney back in.
2: Uh, I mean, but all his up uh, but but uh, was I mean, Patterson his Patterson was the linebacker coach, wasn't he?
1: Lyman, no he was a defensive line
2: uh who was who was who was was, was the linebacker coach he didn't go anywhere Rock. oh smitty okay smitty did that too okay okay Mm -hmm. well all right all right let's do this we need to take a break uh coming back on the other side we're going to talk about the offensive side of the ball we're going to talk about the returners we're going to talk about the incomers and a surprise signing at the quarterback spot that we've been talking about, uh, it was out there. It, it even slipped by Marcus. I hate to, I hate to say it, but not, not too many things get by Marcus, but it even got by him. Uh, it got by a lot of people. So I'm, I'm not just saying that to say that, but um, <laughs> a, a lot of people slept on it. And so um, we'll talk about how how busy and how loaded the quarterback room is. And, uh, it's going to be for year one for uh, Coach Colsey, So you guys hang tight in there. Take a short break. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone right here on the Black College Sports Network.
0: The Cuvay Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in
3: conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports on Dr. Deville's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike
2: Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com that's www.slowburnwaco.com Welcome back to the ONG strike zone. Um, Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rosier, Marcus Green. Good to be back here with you. Um, let me spotlight a few rattler performances over the past weekend before we get into talking about that offensive side of the ball. Uh, let me start with this young lady first off. Uh, Miss Rebecca Gaines named Swat Tennis Co Player of the Week, second week in a row. That a and the season's only two weeks old, so uh, we have already we've already got another of our championship tennis players. Do you have the uh,
3: the the QR code queued up too? because uh, that that giving campaign is is uh coming toward the end the tail end of it and i think they were a little over halfway there when i looked today and i want to give a shout out to uh both softball as well as uh tennis co- uh coaches uh you know even though we know each other and and have worked together and and so forth i still appreciate them showing appreciation for those who contribute no matter what how much you contribute so i want to encourage uh Rattler Nation, to help the tennis team to get to their goal of ten thousand dollars. If we can, and then yeah, I'll be me, pu- and then I'll be pushing track nets.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put that right here in the chat link, uh, so there everybody can see it. There it is. If you are, um, if you're tuned in on Facebook or on YouTube, um, yeah, I was just looking at the numbers here. For that fundraiser, they are, they're over, which is good, which is good. Um, They are, oh, we got to move on it because I think there's only like a day and a half left. Yeah,
3: that's why I brought yeah, it up.
2: Oh, okay, glad you said that. So 29 hours, actually. So uh, probably what ends midnight uh, Thursday sometime?
3: Mm-hmm. A midday. Yeah,
2: midday, somewhere in there. So you can, you can donate and help them reach. That goal of 10,000. Um, so you know, Rebecca was a co swag player of the week.
3: Championship program, people. We need a supporter,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, that was, I was watching that match, uh, against Troy. Troy. We ended up losing 4 3. Now, and I say watching it because obviously, if you guys are tuned in, look, you should, you should all, if you're not watching, if you don't have Rattlers Plus, you should at least have. The uh, FAMU Athletics uh, YouTube page, also with turned on notifications, because they did go live. Now, the signal was kind of spotty at times. I will in, in my personal review, so I don't whatever whatever amount of bandwidth they were pushing.
3: Um Remember the fundraisers try to get better equipment so they can you know do that.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what part of it is for. So. Um, is real important that we that we improve that. But uh, Rebecca, she had an outstanding performance. Uh, we again we ended up losing four three to Troy, but games she won her doubles match with her teammate Reagan Harris, and then in her singles match, after losing the first set six seven, um, she won the second set. 7-5 which then forced a point tiebreaker which they don't go by sets they just go by points and i think it's first one to 10 points wins and she ended up dominating the tiebreaker set 10 to 3 so um she she accounted for two of the three wins Set wins. If I might say, I, I feel like I might be not saying that right, but I, I think I am. So she she accounted for two of the three, one in doubles, one in singles. Um, and I don't I don't quite know who won the uh, the the. Uh, well, hold on, I got it here. Just quick link here. Blah blah blah. Uh, let's see. Um, the doubles matches from. Uh, let's see, oh, Veronica Rodriguez and Sierra Sandy, they won the other double. So, uh, unfortunately, Sierra, she lost her singles match. She did push it to a third set. Um, uh, after losing the first set, she ended up winning the second, then lost the, the tiebreak third. Um, and, uh, Ah, uh, the young lady, a freshman, Larissa Silva. She ended up uh, losing her set, and uh, Genesis Whitlock lost her set as well. So, but anyway, um, it, it was a good, good run, uh, good match. Uh,
3: we we talked about Kofi before he passed. Then uh, I believe you, Brian, talked about you know being competitive, trying to be a little bit more competitive out of conference. And, and mm-hmm. we have that now. We we, we won an out of conference game against a group of five, and we uh, won- lost in a tiebreaker, basically uh, to to a, a program. So we we're, we're getting better.
2: We are. We are getting better. Um, had a tough go of it against Georgia Southern on the road up at Statesboro. Undefeated. Um, that did, yeah. That, that both did go
3: both, well. both both teams both teams lost to. I think are undefeated. And if you look at the names, I know it uh who was it? Uh South Alabama,
2: South Alabama, look,
3: yeah. When you looked at who they playing, they playing an international squad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different. <laughs> a little yeah. bit different when you start going uh that level. Um, they are at home. That's why we talked about a big weekend. Not only is the softball season doubleheader on Friday the 9th, uh tennis is at home Friday, the ninth at 11 AM at the uh, Althea Gibson tennis complex against UAB. And then on Saturday, they're home against Georgia state. So if you're going to Tallahassee, if you're in Tallahassee, uh, great opportunity to check out not only the softball team in town at home for the first two on Friday. And then I think they go over to Florida state for the other ones, but then our women, tennis our tennis program has got a pair of matches uh at home so a uh, great chance of support and, and if you can't um hopefully i know i've talked to mr padilla about whether that softball game if it can't get streamed maybe we can get some play-by-play coverage of it that'd be nice uh so hopefully something like that could happen this weekend uh, real quick, track and field's got a couple of uh top performances as well. Wanna make sure uh we shout them out. Uh, yeah. uh way to go, Roger. We had uh yeah. <laughs> a uh, a distant of cousin. Of course, right? A distant cousin, <laughs> Joseph DeRozier, uh <laughs> co-track athlete of the week. And um, on the men's side in the indoors, and then also, uh, I want to say her name is it Kimon Kimion. or Kimion McLeod. Um, she is the co-track athlete of the week for the women. Um, Derosier dominated the 60-meter hurdles. Uh, he's a freshman. He finished first in both the prelim and the final race for the second time this season. Uh, he ran a 7.99 in the prelims and a 7.87 in the finals to stand on the podium. It's the uh, second Swack award for DeRozier. So it's a great start for that young man as a freshman. And then uh, Ms. McLeod, She finished fourth in the 60-meter hurdles with a time of 8.35. Her time was the fastest in the SWAC so far, and um, she ranks uh, inside of the top 60 in the NCAA Division I Indoor Qualifying List. So... Coach
3: uh, Ellenwood, man, I'm telling man, he's elevated this track program immediately. You gotta remember, he just came aboard January of last year, and um, you know, he's he killing it, man.
0: Yeah.
3: Shout out to Coach Ellenwood.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, we also had a couple of, and uh, I don't wanna, I hope I got their times right. I saw this was on Twitter as rel. Um, So Ms. McLeod, she set a school record. And I got to make sure I pull this up right, because I don't think it came through on the uh, program there. Um, she set a school record in the 60-meter hurdles there. And then also in that same meet, Lacey Daboski set a school record in the 800 meters.
3: And, and I want to preference there i, I want to make sure we check that because uh i, I did get some information that that uh-oh. may or may not be correct with that 800
2: meters <laughs> some some old heads were like wait a minute wait a minute i remember <laughs> i remember so and so ran a... uh <laughs> i was like uh-oh uh we don't yeah they, they
3: kept hey they kept receipts
2: and they they, they
3: sent me. They sent me the meet in the Times. Let me put it
2: that way. <laughs> wow. Well, hell, send it to send it to the SID. Why they? I, to I am. I am. I'ma send it to. Uh, Lacy ran a two two eleven point one seven. So, uh, two minutes eleven seconds point 0.17. Uh, well, right now, <clears throat> right now, it's considered a school record. Maybe it's. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe it's uh, this millennium. We'll call it a school record this millennium, possibly. And then, of course, the uh, 8.35 in the 60-meter hurdles is not only the fastest time of the year in the SWAC, but it's also the fastest time. Um, well, it's a new school record. So, shout out to those ladies. Yes. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I want to give them their props. So, good to see that... Uh, that the program, I don't know who, when those kind of, you know, look, I I, I don't know. I mean, shout out to the coach G uh, or whoever keeps track of that kind of stuff, because uh, that kind of stuff can get missed, you know, especially I'm sure, as you just pointed out, there's probably records and stats that are in a book or in writing that are before even, Hey, that are before Alvin Hollins. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Alvin Hollins, he, he, he did all kinds of great stuff. with keeping track of stats and, and numbers, but I'm sure there's some stuff out there that, that, that maybe, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying he did because you know, I don't, I don't want Alvin to call me up and say, I never missed anything, but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, who knows? It might be something that's in a journal, in a book somewhere that's, Tucked away deep in a file cabinet. I don't know if you got Kelvin, you said people calling you with, with receipts and, and photos and stuff. So Dang. I'm like, you know, share that to Coach Doc- G. Documents. Yeah, please. Send that to send make a copy and send that, it to the to the program. Well, it would go to the SID. The the coaches yeah. ain't responsible for that. I I know, I know, I know. And again, just a quick reminder again this weekend, there's the softball schedule. Uh, this weekend, uh, the ladies take the field in two days. Uh, doubleheader against Texas Tech on Friday. Then they travel over to Florida State uh, for two against Florida State and one against Charlotte. So, um, be real excited to see how this team and the and, uh, – Tough competition. You gotta, yeah, you got to follow. This a, is this a fun follow. Those of you who are on Instagram, make sure you follow um, – not only a softball site, but I think it's uh at famu softball underscore fans. I, I think I think that's the handle on Instagram that uh it's sort of the the official unofficial team Instagram handle. If I'm saying that right, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um I want to make sure I, I give that a proper shout-out. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe they've changed it now. I think they've changed the <laughs> handle. I don't know. I didn't know you could do that. in inst- Yeah, no. Fam you softball underscore fans. That's what it is. Fam you softball underscore fans. That's the handle on IG. I don't know, but I think they... So, shout out to uh, softball, two days away from starting up. Got to get our friend Nia Morgan. uh, Got to get her on the show next week. So, maybe we could talk. I I was going to try to work that out for this weekend, but I knew we had such a heavy clip of things with with recruiting. I was like, yeah, maybe not. Um, All right. Offense. Let's talk about the offense side of the ball. And what we have returning, there's the offensive returners.
3: Look at the offensive line. Woo, that's a beautiful thing. That's a
2: beautiful thing. <laughs> Control the line of scrimmage. Um, that was a. We had we had. I don't know what what's the depth look like because I thought last year I know we were we were very deep last year and that mm-hmm. helped us through the injury bug. That hit our first, our first unit. I mean, we went deep into it. I haven't
1: seen any, um, I haven't seen any linemen get in the portal. You know, I haven't seen anybody declare they're in the portal. Mm -hmm. And I think last spring coach was saying we were like what 18 deep or something like that. It was a high teens number.
3: 17, 18. Yeah.
1: And Colvin, I want to say Colvin and maybe one other player. I'd have to go and look.
3: The one from South Florida. Who got hurt against North Carolina? Uh, Yes. Um, I I don't know if he rotated out.
1: Because I thought he was a a sophomore when he came to us. Maybe a redshirt sophomore. But we can check that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I think if he does, he got to file some kind of appeal.
1: Okay. So we had three grad students last year, you know, coming into 2023. Three grads, one redshirt senior. So four ple- people off the line. And I didn't hear him mention four this year, but, you know, it may be someone like, um, well, Colvin is a senior because I think he came in in 2019 and 2018. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. um, Kendarius Cunningham if he was still on the team.
3: Uh, he got hurt, Rem. Okay. He- yeah, he'll be back.
1: No, I know um, Mike, uh, Mike Marshall got hurt too. He got hurt like the first or second game.
3: Yes. Yes. That might be what I was thinking of now that I'm thinking about it.
1: So he's definitely eligible for a red shirt season cuz I think he I'm a medical red shirt.
3: Well, Marshall was like only like a red shirt sophomore if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken anyway. Yeah, I think
1: he came in 2021. Yeah. So we don't lose a whole lot, but I, I did hear coach say during at least during the show that Josh hosted. I didn't listen to the press conference. Before for the journalists, that he was still looking for some offensive line depth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And we still have some offers that are still pending out there to some transfers and some high school students. So, you know, we're not done. But yeah, that looks good to have four out of five people coming back from a championship team if everybody can stay healthy.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the, the recruits for the offensive line. So far, there's just been two signings. On the offensive line in terms of recruits. Um, now, also, you talked about the running game, the running backs. We knew we got Dean, Kelvin Dean, the, uh, there you see it pictured there, the uh, MVP of the Celebration Bowl, uh, offensive MVP of the Celebration Bowl, uh, along with Jaquez Yent. Um, sadly, we lost, well, we can't say we've lost him, but you know, uh, Leland Wilhoit, friend of the program, yeah, uh, has has entered the transfer portal. Uh, he, he's a graduate now. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a graduate, yeah, so he's very proud here. of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember, I, I'll never forget the last home game I was at. He came up to me and was like, "Mr. Bryant, I found out I got another year of eligibility." Man, he was happy. Uh, so I, I, I was really hoping we would have him, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just happy. I mean, I mean, he's got a great spirit, man, and I, I love yes. that kid. And, and I, I hope if wherever I'm, I'm hoping you know God puts him somewhere where he can really shine and and really, really show what he can do. Um, it's right. so hard. It's so you know th- these are the the goods and bads of having depth, and you know, and and just getting an opportunity is hard, and. You know, it, so it's just one of those things, man. And and so um, I hope I hope Leland gets that opportunity. I mean, like, there's some young guys also coming up that that we signed last year. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of running the tote game, the tote game. I mean, there's, there's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of dudes. And we'll talk about especially one that that we signed that ooh.
3: game changer. I'm hey, just major. telling you.
2: Not hey, I, 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 I'm I'm not
3: I'm not gonna oversell. Uh, I'm not gonna undersell that one.
2: Okay. That,
3: that one right there
2: is a difference maker. All right, all right. I got some video. I got some video for it. So when we when we get there, I'll show the video. Uh, wide receivers Jamari Gassett and Kareem Burke. Uh, two of the the you, we knew what we were losing. We were losing a lot of wide receivers. Uh, That had really put in some time over the last two or three seasons. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had about
1: 10. According to our preseason, we had about 10 between grad students and seniors. So we knew that was going to be an area and not everybody played. I know we didn't play 10 wide receivers, but you think about the uh, the productivity
2: that we thought, you know, it was like, dude, why would you leave now? Because you got a chance, but I mean, it is what it is, right?
1: Yeah. But we losing the productivity. Look at Marcus Riley. Look at K. Dot, you look at Manigo, you look at Nick Dixon, uh, you look at Chris Sanders, who's a contributor. So, you know, that's five people right off the rip. So, yeah, but we, but we signed we got about some five depth. of them
3: that, that set out right. The kid from Utah. yes, we got some depth. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 and we added some more. We got some guys, mm-hmm. don't get it twisted, but you're right, they haven't been in about as much, they're untested, but talent wise. They're right there with what with, with the guys they'll be replacing. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we, we'll see how, how it works out.
1: Yeah, we we talked about that preseason when we talked about they basically Coach Simmons was looking a year ahead from the wide receiver standpoint with some of the uh, transfers that he brought in, like uh, Chris Reed and um, mm-hmm. I forgot the other gentleman's Quay. He's number 21. So there's like at least two or three wide receivers that they brought in as transfers last year, FBS transfers at that to right. come in get acclimated or get a year under their belt and, you know, hopefully contribute so there won't be as much or if any drop off when we had all these wide receivers that were on the top end heavy and heavy in terms of um, their classification. Yeah. Quan Lee. That's what I was thinking of.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quan Lee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of questions. Tony asking who takes Shereed's spot, uh, Burke or Gasset, I would think Gassett would take that spot, uh, especially as he's a Gassett is a returner, he's a punt returner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, Burke got Burke got that it factor though. I don't know,
3: Burton. Mm-hmm.
1: And if we're going for a, like a pure, that's another thing I, I noticed, and I don't know how much is going to change with uh, Coach Simmons on to Duke, but it seemed like he was getting some players that were. Physically similar to others because we recruited recruited a Robert Lockhart out of Atlanta last year. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's like a he's about same size as um as K Dot and a burner. Yeah, so
2: that's what he he
1: I kind of matches up thought, physically about. physically from that spot. If we're looking to you know plug and play in terms of similar skill set attributes and things of that nature, you know we have someone that can plug in there. We have someone that can, we thought. Um, gasset was going to be maybe a plug-in from a physical stature standpoint for um x-man and then you look at some of the other folks who kind of like six foot five eleven six two can kind of fit in that intermediate range and one of our signees it might fit the manigo type role we get to that when we get to the recruits
2: Mm -hmm. uh the tight ends um, I'm right there with you, Kenya. Kenya's like, I'm excited about it her. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, boy, I love. Hey,
3: you add the running backs, the tight ends, and the offensive line returning. Good with what tackling. we bring it in. Good luck tackling. Man, these <laughs> I, I don't know how much I want to throw the ball.
1: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see the, the philosophy going We're forward. We're
2: big. We're big. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that that's all what goes into figuring out and seeing what this new O.C. I mean, not only do we, you know, you know, you're going to have a new quarterback, but just the philosophy of the new O.C. And And let's just, if it does become Coach Henry, does Coach Henry utilize the tight ends more than previously Coach Simmons did? You know, I think Coach Simmons kind of learned and, and as he as he recruited these guys and these guys I learned, I think he learned how to use and work those tight ends more onto the play sheet. Um, but I mean that's a big advantage. I mean, gas, I mean Pruitt's a big guy. Goss is a or, or Kobe Gross is a big guy. Um you know The new so, guy is a big, big
1: guy. Oh, yeah, my
2: goodness. Recruit, yeah. 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 New recruit. We'll talk about here in a second. He's humongous. So, I mean, these are big dudes, uh, in that tight end spot. That's a, that's a matchup nightmare. I mean, I, you know, it's going to be nice matchup nightmares for, for opposing linebackers to have to deal with guys that size who can move the way they move. And by the way,
3: I know junior name is on here, but all our quarterbacks outside of our starter outside of
2: Moose are back. Right. Uh, uh, Jacory Jordan is back. Um, DJ Boney, Boney is back. Um, uh, uh, Fisher and, uh, Fisher, Fisher. I think what uh was that? That that was it. That was there's no, a transfer was,
1: from Georgia state. Um, is it Noah? Noah yeah. Ross or something like that. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's it, right. Yeah. Forgot about him. Yeah.
1: And we signed a record. I guess he's an athlete, but they listed my quarterback, Kyle Fitzgerald out of Ohio, St. Xavier out of Ohio.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Last year. We,
2: yeah, we could do a we could do a we could do a show. We could do an hour show just talking about the quarterback role. I, I think that just keep that in the keep that in the back pocket there. Um we <laughs> this spring. Here in about another month or two, we may do a show just talking about the quarterbacks. Um, you know, we may have to we may have to get some 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 quotes and some we may have to get up the tally and do some do some interviews. because uh, I think I think that would be an interesting special just to kind of talk about the quarterbacks. Maybe we'll have to go dig around and find their find their uh their former high school coaches and find out uh, you know, what what's you know, what's the separating factor between one, two, and three. I, I'm just fascinated at how that just that in general. I mean, you got five, six guys. Competing for one spot, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you can, unlike any other position on the field, where you can have multiple talented guys and find a way to get them on the field. You know, you got three, four wide receivers. Hell, you can run a three, four receiver set. You got multiple running backs. You can put, you know, put a couple of those backs out on the same field. Put one in the slot. (laughs) When you got it, when you got multiple talented quarterbacks, you can't do nothing but just one. There's one guy. Uh, that's why that, that, that's why that position is so valuable. Um, sweet ask. Are we running the same system? Uh, Sweet. Honestly, we don't know. We don't know. We we don't even know who the OC is yet. (laughs) Um, you know, coach said that he's going to look to try to have all his hires complete. Uh, I think he said March 5th. So I'm assuming that's, that's before spring practice starts. So what? What? That's a couple of weeks. That's a, that's a, that's a month. That's three weeks. These last three weeks of the month before spring practices start. It sounds like he's trying to have, uh, everything done. All right. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, EA Right there with you. <laughs> he three Ooh. years. I mean, hey, you know. You you, keep, you you yell loud enough, they listen. Somebody listen.
1: And Kamari came through this year. Hey,
2: boy, catch of the year.
1: He's going to be missed.
2: Catch of the year. Play it. Might have been play of the year. Uh, uh, underutilized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would challenge. I would. Ooh, there's a great poll question. Play of the year. That catch by Kamari or the opening kickoff return for a touchdown? What was your play of the year? I thought we did that. We did, did we do that? did, we do that? yeah. I think
1: I we know. did our, our like our superlatives for the
2: year. We asked about play of the year. All right. All right. Well, I'm just asking again, just, just thinking about it. Um, okay. Let's get into let's see if we've got uh, all right. Here we go. The new Rattlers. There we go. We we found out uh we we knew about Daniel Richardson. Uh transfer from FAU. Uh, got a chance to listen to him talk with Josh. Uh I didn't know he had thrown or he I don't know what his the career numbers on him are like six thousand some odd passing yards. Hmm. So that, uh,
1: you get seven thousand some. Yeah.
2: What? What but is the?
1: He played at Central Michigan for like two or three years and transferred to FAU. Yeah, he, threw, he last. He year. threw over five. Yeah, he
3: threw over. He threw for over five thousand yards at Central Michigan, and then at FAU last year he threw for like twenty three hundred. Um, and he's out of South Florida
2: too. Yeah, uh, where's his again? His his background. I was just looking something up here.
1: I think he's from um, Carroll City because he played with uh, yes Amari Johnson Miami. in high school, and apparently our coach uh, Cozy mentioned today that he did a better, good job recruiting because he apparently he was a uh, putting a bug in the ear of Amari Johnson, to transfer, and on Cobb, whom he played with at FAU. Uh huh. But I think he played for Carroll City, either just before, right when they were, like, starting to dominate, you know, when they were contending for state titles and they were hanging with Central and um, Northwestern and Booker T. So it's like the mid to late 2010s. So, you know,
2: 2019, I, somewhere in there. You said something about 7,000 yards. Who? Where did you get that number? I heard 6,000. All day. Where'd you get seven thousand from?
3: Yeah, I I know he he uh, threw for close to like five thousand at uh, Central, and then twenty three hundred or something like that at uh, FAU. That's I'm going off memory though. Okay.
2: Well, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna just say that six thousand mark is there, right? Um, I just kind of did a deep. Just I'm curious, like. I went passing yards, career leaders in college, NCAA history. So getting to 9,000 career yards, which, if Richardson were to become the starter, play a 12 game season, it's likely probably surpassing a 3,000 yard season. Would put him at nine thousand career. That would put him in the top two hundred and fifty, which, you know, I, the site that I'm looking at, SportsReference.com, he stops at two hundred and fifty. So it's almost like the 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 line is like nine thousand. Like when you hit the nine thousand yard career mark, uh, now for a lot of these guys, these are numbers that they did in three four seasons now already Richardson has played what two full seasons at FAU two full seasons at Central Michigan am I right on that did he finish a year uh, two full years
3: one 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 at 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 Atlantic two at Central Michigan and one at uh Florida Atlantic
2: okay and I think got a red shirt in a red shirt okay that's what it was okay i knew it was some kind of numbers like that okay um so yeah there's there's that um and then the uh so and then you can see the other name that uh came through in the portal that really kind of caught everybody's eye um and i don't think i have the i don't know if i can pull up multiple uh things here marcus so i'm gonna I'm bear with me was uh the uh austin hooker signing uh go ahead and talk a little bit about that for a second marcus while i pull up the uh see if i can pull up the clip and i knew I, and again you know, i got some films so
1: mm-hmm. uh well that one that was snuck by me apparently on instagram after shout out with some folks on a another uh Private chat that found it, I guess two weeks ago, he verbally committed to fam on Instagram, but yet yeah, did not see that coming. I didn't even know he's in the portal. And he's committed to fam and signed on the dotted line. Today's the son of Alan Hooker, who is a quarterback for AT. I want to say, legend. Late, 80s, late 80s.
2: Miak Offensive Player of the Year, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. part of the Miak 50 uh at a
1: brother play. brother of herndon hooker who i think i don't know where he started i think he started at virginia tech and then transferred to tennessee la was it last year or was that two years ago when tennessee was like two ranked years. in the top 10 and then he heard knee- yeah a couple two years ago and he heard and they beat alabama on a last second field goal and then i think the next week i forgot against who he hurt his knee but he was that was josh heupel's first year as a as a head coach at University of Tennessee, after he left UCF, maybe second year after he left um, UCF, and Herndon Hooker was balling. So, a lot of folks were hyped about his potential based on the dad and the brother. And I think AT put up some footage. The footage I have there is from high school because I think AT, he only got playing time in the last game, last quarter of the last game this year, and he's a class of 2020 a graduate of Ragsdale high school. And so he didn't get a lot of playing time at a t despite being his dad's alma mater. But I guess he was 11 out of 15. And I know there was a couple of A&T posters who were like, you know, he's going to, he's going to be real competitive for that well, QB spot. At least this, a couple that were on social media.
2: This is the video of that last game where you mentioned he was 11 of 15, Hundred and fifty something yards and threw a touchdown. Now this was the last game of the season, I believe, against Campbell, and you know he didn't get him until fourth quarter. They're down by twenty-one, um, and I think what caught my eye is uh, Blue Death Valley, who um, is friend,
1: the friend uh, of the program.
2: Friend of the program, yeah. Number number one. Uh, I, I want to give him his props. Uh, here, let me let me
1: find it. Well, uh, the two Aggies, Super Dave, but also that's a homage for anybody, the old Miak fans. That's a Born Thriller. Born Thriller.
2: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. He pointed out that. Oh, where was it at? Let me find the tweet. I'm going to bounce around here between my these different sites here. Um. Uh, where's it at? While we watch this video here. Um yeah, I think what he what he said was uh when he sent this out, he said this is every pass attempt by Austin Hooker in the twenty three season. Um I was just he said if you extrapolate this over eleven 11- Games he'd probably be a front runner for the Walter Payton Award. Now, <laughs> now I you have to, you have to as, take that tongue and cheek. That's, uh, yeah, that's I, I, boring. I agree. Yeah. That's I agree. boring. Thriller, yeah. That's, I.
3: Uh, you, you. didn't even have to read that.
2: To be honest. <laughs> well, I. I just. I just. Hey, come on, look. I, I. wanted to hype it up. I wanted to give it its proper. I wanted. To, I wanted to give it its proper due. Because it was an amazing tweet. It, it, it caught my attention. Hell, I was like, "What?" You know. And I'm like, "That's a hell of an extrapolation, man." Um, but yeah, a couple of my other guys, Jamie Walker, um, sent me a text and said, you know, he just, he needed an opportunity, you Mm -hmm. know, he needed an opportunity. So if, uh, it's always interesting though, you know, he's six one, uh, you know, here's a guy who he, he, look, I mean when we talk about this room being loaded uh you get and coach cozy talked about the experience of a guy like richardson who obviously has commanded he's done what no other quarterback in the room has done now granted he's done it in other places matter of fact two places <laughs> so it's like i'm not going to say that he walks in as the front runner but you definitely walk in with more experience than anybody else in that room. He done played a lot of football at the FBS
3: level. Yes. Um, winning football. Pretty, pretty yeah. successful, too. And productive, yeah.
2: Yeah, and productive. productive. And the um, other thing,
1: you look at it, um, he, he was an unranked um, recruit coming out of high school. And I don't know what Richardson's style of play is. I've seen a little bit of film on him. But this is a, well, he was classified as a dual threat QB. So it'll be interesting to see if we start to transition to a different type of quarterback as we, under the Colsey era. Because even though Coach Simmons made his bones at Prairie or even at Alcorn with dual threat QBs, for the most part, since he's been here at FAM, you know, we've been dealing with dropbacks or typical, more typical dropbacks or pro style but between Stanley. Rashawn McKay and Musa. I mean, they can get you some yards if if needed, but it's not like they're not like a Davius Richard. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if we're, how this year, the quarterbacks that have signed on and going forward, the type of style of quarterback that's going to be uh, the desired type for Coach Colsey in the offense.
2: Uh, and look, I don't, I
3: don't even show too uh, much of this film. Thank you. <laughs> well,
2: look. Okay, yeah. look. I I get it. I get it. I get it. Nobody. Look. I'm I'm. Look. We showed the we showed the we showed the Richardson film back in uh, December, I believe. So I mean, hmm. um, and and we look. This is this is the position that guys. We th- this is what we're going to be talking about. As much as we, we're going to be talking about this more than any position way more. Look, I know we talked about the QB position going into the last year, but we did have, you know, we knew what we had. Um, This year is going to be interesting because, A, we got to figure out who the OC is. And if the OC is somebody internal, if it is a Joe Henry, you know, is that an advantage for the incumbents? Um, the, the fact that we have a quarterback in Richardson who has a relationship with a couple of the incoming wide receivers, I don't think you can, I don't think you can dismiss those kind of things. Um, you know, um, again, I, I've been a big junior Muratovic fan as the solid number two Let's just say <laughs> my
1: Oh, my, don't my, let I'm, me I'm, screenshot Kelvin.
2: All, all, all I'm gonna say is I you know, that was then I am an open book for watching this competition play out because uh the one opportunity junior had did not look great. I in my opinion, it should have been better. Could have been better. So I'm I'm open. I'm open to whomever is the best man to win the job. You're not gonna hear me advocating for for junior Moritovic, not after the Lincoln game. I, I think it's wide open. And so answer, you know, I iron. The, the question is, how do you look? Okay, I this is this is what here honest question here. How do you give guys like Jordan and Boney how do they get an opportunity you know what what does that look like in practice I mean is it reps everybody got to get reps with and it's got to be
3: similar reps right everybody get reps with uh, the first team receivers first team line with similar play calls and and, um, then just you know the things they do off the field intangibles I like like one of the things I heard about Junior was you know, that, you know, he, he came early, stayed late in terms of film and so forth. I know some 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 folks really, you know, how how you picking up the playbook and, and, and that type of thing? It's, it's, it's not one thing. It's a, it's, it's a series of things. But at the end of the day, how, do you move the team? Does the team rally around you? Do you, do you not turn the ball over? as a quarterback. Are you a good leader? The all those all those things are, are part of the whole goulash. Now, football is going into a different a different way, you know, the 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 uh the mobile quarterback is is where is that? Probably four out of the top 5 quarterbacks who go in the first round this year. I do threats. You saw what Houston looked like with a rookie dual threat last uh, last NFL season. So it's gonna be real interesting to see if they embrace that because we got some guys who are legitimate dual
2: threats. Yeah, I I just you talk about equal reps and things of that nature. I mean, when you have five guys, well, wait, well, it's the it spring. That's four. what the spring is for. Four. four, I mean, so so what but but again, but it's not. Uh, with, with what you're saying, though, while it's while it's the same for one player, that's three, four times the work for every other player. You know what I'm saying? That's why. So that that's you You're saying if you want everything to be equal, it means it. So if, if I've got if I run four plays for.
3: No, some 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 days, uh, a, 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 a specific time so... They rotate from running with the ones, twos, and threes. Everybody runs with the one, twos, and
2: threes. Okay. It ain't complicated. And you're saying that didn't happen before?
3: I'm not Two saying... I, I, I'm ago. saying... I'm saying that, you know, sometimes folks take a liking to, for whatever reasons, yeah. to certain things. Yeah. And... um. And, and and it may or may not, you know, but at the end of the day, this should be wide open because we don't have a, ret- a returning incumbent that's clear cut above everybody. So this particular situation is, is different.
2: Okay. Um, The running back position. Now, uh, before we get to talking about Rodney Hill, I think what's interesting is Jalen Neal. Jalen Neal, who he signed early, right? Mm-hmm. And I think did I did I show the film on Neal back in back in December? Don't did remember. We, did we see the nail? Let me make sure I've got it. I don't. Even I don't know
3: because I know he got he he got hurt, didn't he? He got hurt his senior year. I thought so. He didn't have a whole bunch of. Film, most of his films from, from his junior
2: year. So, this would be film. I'm showing you film now from his uh, this would be his junior year. Um, well, originally that's on defense. We, we right well, he he did both. He did both. Mm-hmm. He was an athlete. Yeah, he 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 did both. Um, so that's Neil, uh, that's Neil with the ball right there showing his speed. Um, but then you're going to see him not only in the defensive back role, but apparently he's going to come in and, and play more running back, uh, which is interesting, uh, always interesting.
3: Another powerhouse program, by the way, too.
2: Yeah, Buford. Uh, up at Buford. Yeah. It's in Georgia, correct?
3: Na- yeah, national. Yep. national. A national, another national ranked program.
1: Yeah, they play at the, now here's at the him top running level, back. Or second top level. In the state of Georgia, so either I can't remember if they're six A and then moved up to seven A this year, with the typically
2: that you don't normally see DBs playing running back as well. Usually, you see DBs playing like a wide receiver position. Um, I think that speaks highly for this kid's uh, physicality. The yeah. fact that you know not only is he a DB, but he's also a running back, not not a wide receiver. But he's a running back where running backs take a lot of hits and they deliver some hits as well. But it's just interesting kind of watching him uh, there as a running back as well. Oh, you got that nice trap, boy. Oh, man.
3: They got some oh, money. Oh, they, got they got some, got yeah. some money. They Their facility in school is beautiful.
1: Some of those schools and, you know, I'm I'm from South from Decatur, so I don't know all the others, all these suburbs they have now, but like between Buford, Grayson Mm -hmm. and some of those schools in Gwinnett County. I mean, they've been they have a system pumping money. I wouldn't say it's Texas level, but But probably for our side, (laughs) for our side of the country it is probably very Texas like.
2: I would love to have a, a – we got to work on getting these, some uh, interviews with some of these guys too, uh, Marcus. But I would love to be able to hear Jalen talk about going from being a wide receiver uh, – sorry, a DB to a running back. You know what I'm saying? I'd love to hear – because that's a heck of a transition.
3: Not mm-hmm. really. Mel Rasu did it when he was uh, – when he came to FAM and he played both ways at FAMU High and he probably should have been, a, in my opinion, a running back from, from the jump, but they had him at DB his first two years. And, and again, the difference is those guys who play defense who are running backs, they run with a a certain amount of violence. You know, those guys run hard, man. You don't want to get in front of those guys, man. They run you over.
1: Now, I'm interested to see uh, Jalen Neal. At running back because coach, I thought he was recruited as a DB or as an athlete. I saw even when he signed as an athlete, but yeah. I thought he was more slated towards D B. But somebody we signed last year. Um, yes.
3: God. My man, my man from down in um Southwest Bo, Florida,
2: yes. Both, both Somerset, Bo, yeah, uh Somerset. Bo is running back, Somerset. but also Somerset. Yeah, uh, yeah
1: both Somerset, but also um, Oral Gray mm-hmm. out of Jacksonville. Uh um, but, but I University think Oral, Christian they converted yeah, him to D B. But he was yeah, playing yeah. running he back. Playing DB. He, was, yeah, he Yeah. He made All State as running back because they had over two thousand.
3: Yeah, over two thousand yards. Mm. So I'm
1: surprised that he got converted. And then I don't know. It gives us the versatility. But I don't want to detract too far from our offensive signings. But I'll be uh, interested to see how athletic. You know, his athleticism will allow him to play, and he'll be behind. I mean, both positions. He's going to be behind veteran people. But whether he goes DB or running back. So he's got time to yep. learn, grow, and shift.
2: Yep. Yes. And Hollow, if you're if you're talking about uh if you're talking about um Jalen, yeah, the running back is what they got him listed as. They got him listed as coming in as playing a running back. So it's probably we'll it probably says that what it probably says they probably asked him
3: where he would like to try out first and what the opportunity yeah. is. And he probably told 'em,
2: let's go, let's go offense first. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Rodney Hill. Ooh, five, <laughs> five, two, so, one hey, nine. Remember we got five
3: officer linemen and two tight ends coming back. This brother right here is gonna be a problem.
2: Uh Kelvin, I will let you I'll let you I'll let you uh wax poetic about Mr. Hill <laughs> and uh his his uh his playability, a four star uh, of course you know we 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 count those things here uh while I while I pull up the video on on uh on uh Rodney
3: so you know you know I used to Sorry. work though work work those games and those spring games and some of their practices uh with uh the security company and so and I was in charge of the field a crew so I got to watch this 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 cat in practice and and um, scrimmages and and then of course this year which you you showing some video of, hey with the opportunities he got, you you saw why he was a four star and you saw why he was a uh, why 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 it was so much chatter when he left uh, Florida State and, and signed with Famu uh, committed to Famu at the time, uh, this kid would have started. The, the the georgia game for florida state had he not jumped in the porter and committed to famu this kid can play he runs hard with authority of course he got breakaway <laughs> speed and he's young this kid this kid was like a redshirt freshman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so fast yeah, 22
3: yeah, so and he so,
1: doesn't have a and whole and He played. Line. He
3: played. He played for a team as a redshirt freshman with with two two senior or two two experienced running backs who went thirteen and zero. That that's 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 all you need to know.
2: He's a he's a ball player. Uh, Coach Cozy talked about the process of recruiting, not just him but his family. Uh, you Know talking with uh really selling the opportunity, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm using that word selling, but um, um, you know, Coach Colsey did mention that his mom, uh, or, or Hill's mom wanted just thought there was a better opportunity at FAMU than at Miami, which is where I think he was looking at going. I think Miami when when he when he left the jumped out of the portal uh when the announcement of uh coach Simmons leaving came out uh he put his name in the portal and it appeared like Miami is where he might have gone. Um uh, so for for us to be able to get him to stay home is a positive thing. And then, you know, I, I you know you're playing alongside and with dean and yent two guys also out of the fbs level um man that that's
3: remember he played with benson who's going to be a top one of second second first or second round draft pick this year as well with, with tola philly who will be a first or second round probably second round second or third round draft pick next year so, he played with top talent as a young running back. And the things you saw in his limited opportunities this year, he did all the time in practice in the spring games when those guys weren't, you know, getting as many reps. When he got reps, he used to break runs all the time
2: against them. So,
3: kid can play. He's a ball player.
2: We um, – I, I I think uh, – I love the analogy that Coach Colsey said that uh, he – Hill, well, actually bringing Hill in will make Yant and Dean better runners almost in the same fashion that they might have made Terrell Jennings a better runner last year. I mean, you know, uh, we we saw stuff from Jennings last year that I don't think we all expected. I mean, if Jennings would have just done his previous season's average, he would have still made. Top twenty career list, but Jennings ended up leading the team in rushing. So he put in the work. Mm-hmm. He got yeah. in, He
3: came in and built his shape. He worked. He he worked on his speed and did speed drills and so forth. And man, when you saw Terrell Jennings with his uh with his pads off, I mean he, he's a grown man, man. He he's pretty chiseled, solid guy. Uh, and I'm telling you, man. Him and um, Kamara Young, the tight end, those guys I firmly believe have opportunities at the next level somewhere. If it's not the NFL, the SF- SFL, Canadian League, those guys got the physical um, traits and characteristics. They got good production, and they and they and the good people that put in the work. If they get opportunity, they'll do something with it.
1: And you can noticeably see the difference in Terrell Jennings from the first game. And I think, I don't I think that's when we were doing the, the simulcast. I don't know if we did the simulcast, but I know we did, y'all did the pregame. But you could see the difference in his body shape just from mm-hmm. uh, looking on, seeing it on the TV screen that he had lost weight, he got a little faster. And you could see that, and his stamina improved. And he said, I think someone asked him coming out of the Swag championship game, asked him about that. He said after practice during the summer or after working out, he would go run the steps and brag because he wanted to get in a high level of fitness and wanted to be able to have the stamina for the whole season. Mm
2: -hmm. All right. um, Let's move over to the wide receivers now. Um, A pair of wide receivers. Are coming in two of them who have former playing experience, and I find that really with interesting. Richardson. Yeah, they have with they Richardson. have with Richardson. Um, you've got uh Ace Cobb or Aceon Cobb. Uh, is is Cobb the one who played with him at FAU? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Cobb played with him at FAU, and then Amari Johnson who is coming from UCF, played high with Richardson in high school.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um. Go ahead, and Marcus, talk about those two wide receivers while I pull up the uh, – and, and any other – because I've got film. I think I've got film on Cobb, and I've got film – I don't know if I have film on Johnson, but I might. So I'll let you go ahead and talk about those wide receivers.
1: Uh, Well, Cobb is a class of 22, so he's still got some years left on him. I'm trying to remember if he's the same as uh, Kwan Lee, if they came out the same class, but they're from roughly the same area. They're from the Orlando area. So he played at Jones High School and then went to FAU for a year. And, you know, he's 6'2", close to 200, so he's a big body. And it's just more chess pieces we can move around where you can mix and match size, speed, height, and skill. Be able, like that deep threat or someone who can go over the middle because he's got a big body. So I expect you know between him, there's going to be a lot of competition a wide receiver with all the transfers we're bringing in. So we haven't really recruited that many high school wide receivers. None that immediately come to mind. So we have a – but we've gotten a lot of young receivers who – may not have gotten playing time at their previous school. So they don't have a lot of wear and tear. They still have the talent, and now they have an opportunity.
2: We do have one wide receiver in this particular class. Uh, We do.
1: Yeah, Caden um, Bridgman-Peterson. Yeah. And he's a big boy, too. He's like Mm 6'3", 195, 200. So he's like wide receiver, tight end. And he also played basketball and ran track and played baseball. So he's like a three or four-spark three or four sport athlete at Niceville. So, so the power we're gonna have, program. Yep. So we're going to have some size, speed, and we have the versatility at the wide receiver spot to be able to take it across the middle, take you deep, uh hit screens that hopefully won't get intercepted and take it to the house. So, you know, speed with, you know, Lockhart and all those guys. So we have a lot of chess pieces that they can move around in terms of the offense, which is similar to what we had this year and then building up the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to him because he and Quan Lee are about the same size and maybe inter- interchangeable, so you have guys that are interchangeable. So it looks good. And then the other gentleman, I think he's more on the uh, Dot and uh, Marcus Riley type frame, and he signed in December as well. So Amari Johnson, 5'10", 160, you know, out of Carroll City High School, class of 2019. So he was three-star coming out, and he went to uh, UCF, and didn't seem like he got a whole lot of playing time there. So he probably got stuck behind some things. And also, of course, uh, with the coaching Coach change, change. you're right. Because Josh Heupel left, and then um, Gus Malzahn, I believe it was Gus Malzahn, is at UCF, came in. And so, you know, probably just got caught up in the coaching change and whether he fit the scheme or where they just saw the writing on the wall, and said, you know, I want to get some playing time for my last year, my boys going down there. And Coach Simmons told us, I think post game after the the um celebration bowl that I might have some surprises for you in South Florida. It was like the before signing day that there's some mention of like some South Florida type deal we weren't sure exactly what that meant but now and we realize what it was once we once the early signing day hit
2: yeah this is this is some Ooh, footage of Mario. he came Johnson. out
1: he was rated as a three star yeah, rated raised a three-star borderline four-star maybe earlier on his high school career in terms of his productivity at carroll city and that's probably his quarterback that's probably daniel uh, richardson there
2: Are are he and Richardson part of the same senior class?
1: I believe so. I believe they both came out together in class of 2019.
2: Oh, well, then if that's the case, then yeah, you probably are looking at some of Richardson. Mm -hmm.
1: And so he kind of fits, or at least he looks to fit, that same kind of Marcus Riley type role. Uh
2: Mm-hmm. Johnson 510, 160. Yeah, I guess you'd be right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's from, that's probably from his, either his huddle. It uh, is. Yeah. So it may be different now in terms of the weight that he's put on since he's been in college, you know, the muscle.
2: Yeah. Ivan, Ivan West said that is Richardson at QB. So you're getting, you're getting a look at Richardson when he was in high school throwing to uh, Johnson when they were in high school together.
1: And, at the time, Carroll City, I want to say, it was ooh, Class 6A. You know, back then, I mean, they've changed the classifications a few times in Florida, but I think they were Class
3: 6A. And they just switched it back this year from mm-hmm.
1: from, from rural. That metro, yeah, metro yeah. and suburban and all that. Now yeah. they went back the same. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to mess my spreadsheet up, but I kept the other <laughs> one. I kept the other <laughs> classifications <laughs> just in case.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. thing. Changing up all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah, and and you know, looking at when you, when you go and look at the kind of playing time that guys got, uh, like oh, that's when they
1: played Rickers. as I brag, yeah, yeah that's when they played Rickers. That,
2: back that's, when we were in the Miata. That that,
3: that. that that that's when I we had just got the turf. I was still there then. Yeah, look, hey, I didn't see the turf look that clean in forever. I mean, <laughs> it, it looks know. it looks pretty clean now. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it got cleaned.
3: Yeah, it, changed. it got changed out, uh, during, during the holiday break. Yeah, ah, that's, okay.
2: that's good. Good, it needed it. Needed the, to get, the, uh, the end
3: zone, just the end zones and the snake head, I believe.
1: Good. good. Oh, why would they do that now instead of waiting the close to the season? Just to, you, you know,
3: those things have to be scheduled, and it's easier to get it scheduled now and nothing else was going on. I suspect they probably talked to them and had it schedule before the season started. Mm. Say, and probably asked them when is the best time when you can come back and replace our, our end zone and so forth. And it was like, well, you know, we, cause it's installation seasons now from, from now until right up until the April, I mean, August, uh, September,
1: yes, they're I'm doing,
3: kidding. they're, they're busy with installs. So they're not really doing a whole bunch of, uh, maintenance and, and, uh, And so forth. The same staff that does the installs, a lot of them, uh will will be doing the maintenance. So it's easier to get it scheduled now. And it's cheaper when you do it in the fall and the winter too.
2: All right. Um, let me come back to this. Okay. Who else we got on this list here? Uh big the big tight end. Man, what a dude. That guy. Uh let me see if I I don't know if I I don't know if I have any actual video um of
1: uh, check yeah this my like, YouTube that I think he posted of both playing both positions D E and tight end. Six eight
2: six eight two fifty five. Yeah, get guess who else he played with? Who, mm-hmm. uh, Richardson <laughs> background? Where do you Q-D-A. play? With, oh, at Central Michigan. Look at that, damn. <laughs>
1: but also, and I do, I tried to double check with Miss Musa. He would have come out like a year after Jeremy and at the same high school Roosevelt High School in Eastville. She couldn't confirm whether they played together in high school. She couldn't confirm or, well, I don't say confirm or deny because she wasn't denying it, but I asked her the question. She said she wasn't sure, but it was the same high school as Jeremy, and he came out a year after, so he might have balled with Jeremy in high school.
2: Oh, look at that. Small world. Look at you, Marcus, putting that, putting that kind of stuff together. Um, Question came up. What happened to Trevante Davis? Uh, he was one of the first wide receivers to jump into portal. Uh, did he even... But, but- did- we but but I haven't
3: out. seen yeah, I, I hadn't seen where he uh him or uh, what was the other guy? Marquez something.
1: Now, he he Phillips. did land somewhere. He landed somewhere. Marquez I I Phillips. It. I can't remember where. I want to say Virginia Union, but I'm not sure. Or or some somewhere in the Virginia area, kind of back, I think in there. But Trevante, I thought I had heard that he had taken his name out the port and didn't announce it, but that he may have been seen around.
3: Is he back at fam? That that's I, I remember seeing something like to that. Face. I haven't confirmed it, but mm-hmm. I thought I heard the same thing. Yeah, Marching One Hundred paparazzi say yeah, he back.
2: Oh, so Davis is back. Okay, all right, and he can play. He can, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that asked to the depth because he scored. Um, did not he score our, our second? Uh, oh, oh,
2: he scored Jayden.
3: the first Jayden. touchdown. He hey, Jaden, Jaden is on. Huh? Yeah,
1: hey, Jaden uh, Evans is on. on. Our signee. He oh, said he played up? little league with Musa. There
2: okay. you go. Hey, welcome to the family, Jaden. All right, we got to schedule. We got to schedule some time to get you, get Absolutely. you in. Get mm-hmm, you. Yeah. I, for, I, I'm sorry I couldn't pull up any. Uh, I I didn't. Uh, I didn't find any good film. Uh, but, uh, when, uh, when, when I do, uh, when we do have you on the show, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pull up some film. Uh, so we gotta, we gotta put that, put that request in, Kelvin, see if we can send it up to the, uh, Mr. SID and see if we can get Jaden Absolutely. on next week. Good to, good to see that, uh, the young brother is, uh, is on. All right. All right. Hey, we, we He's appreciate on. you tuning in, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate that. To family. <laughs> looking forward to having you you can uh we're looking you can tell us a little bit about your time playing with uh your your qb from central michigan days and and just the opportunity so we're looking forward to uh having you on good stuff good stuff you guys in the chat room make sure to uh well actually he he's he's hitting us up on twitter so yeah i know he follows us on twitter so good to see Mm -hmm. uh
1: yeah, green, Mark. Yeah, paparazzi. Yeah, uh, Javante yeah. Davis scored our what, our second touchdown. Well, yeah, I think it would have been. He, our he scored a,
2: he scored the first offensive touchdown of he this did. year mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. against Jackson State, and then yeah, I see I see that uh, that uh, yeah he scored a touchdown on UNC. Okay, all right, Marcus, I got to make sure to get those links in his uh his Twitter his Twitter handle. Yeah. I think I I think in, in doing my prep for the show, I think I may have ran out of time. That's probably also awesome, I'm being honest here. That's probably why I ran out of <laughs> I ran out of time. Trying to, I looked up and said, "Oh damn, I got to get out of here." Um, all right, so, um, I noticed. Uh, okay, so in terms of the offensive linemen, uh, we had already mentioned back in the spring. Um uh Jeremy uh Fishkin uh from Stoneman Douglas. High school and high school. And also another high schooler from Crisp County out of Cordell, Georgia, Raphael Williams Jr. Big Kid. Uh, yeah. Uh I think Marcus, we got a photo of him too mm-hmm. in here.
1: And I'm going to try to look it up real quick because, you know, I keep my little –
2: little list. Yeah, there's there's Raphael right there. Uh, Voted to the 2023 Georgia High School Football Daily, Class 3A Region 1 All-Region Football Team, First Team Offense. Uh, so we're just getting another dude, nice size, too, 6'5, 254. Long, long, and,
1: and that and might ninky. be, that might be, and that might be underweight, too. I mean, because, oh, I, I take definitely, a get, yeah.
2: But by the time yeah. he, he, he'll he get some, he'll get some weight on him, uh, in t- when it matters.
3: He's going to either be a tight end or, uh, or, or a it's probably second year, third year tackle.
2: Yeah. Uh let me let me flash through um Caden Bridgman, Peterson, uh the tight end now. A lot of people from Niceville. Um I'm guessing by the one ninety five that Caden is in the middle, back middle.
1: That's what I'm assuming. The, He's the only one you know, not wearing school paraphernalia,
2: right? Well, okay, yeah that that's a good tip off too. I didn't even see that the school paraphernalia. I'm just thinking 195. That looks like you know six four one five, and he played basketball. He he he's built more like a basketball player versus the young man to his left. So I'm just guessing. <laughs> um, there's a no real uh, obviously oh, we went through and the and also Jeremy I'm sorry. Jeremy
1: Fishkin made um he made second team all-broward from the Miami Miami uh, Herald. I did not okay. put that on there, but he made second team all-day. All I mean, right. I'm sorry, all-broward class 4m 3m for the Miami Herald. All right. I'll have to check uh, to see already... if he made the same team for the Sun Sentinel.
2: Yeah, we already saw the uh video from Breckian again uh Coach Colsey, super excited about Breckian coming in. Um, and there's a defensive tight end, Landon Bolding. Now, he wasn't on the list from earlier in the day. Um, so this must be fresh, Marcus. From It is.
1: Um, yeah, and he, or, I think he got a preferred walk-on offer. Okay. And he committed today, signed today.
2: Okay. And I noticed that was something I heard Colsey, Coach Colsey, talk about is that uh, – you know, he did have quite a few PWOs, um, you know, guys that got opportunities um, through the preferred walk-on uh, status.
1: I think also um, the young man we just saw, Raphael Williams, when he first announced on uh, social media, he often talked about a preferred walk-on
2: offer. All right. And uh, there's the Derek McGee signing from earlier this evening. Uh, Posted them via his social media, and of course, we uh, you know we already showed his video as well. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Um, I think that I get everybody there on that list. I did. Let me. I don't think I left anybody. Out that was a part of the names that we saw via the uh, Democrat uh, during uh, the list that they posted. I do think we ought to take a second because there's some names that um, have either the names that – a few names that decommitted because I know we were talking about what happened to this person and what happened to that person. Um, So I thought we kind of just go through some of those names here um, and now this is a name, this is a young man that had signed back in December. So we had him as one of our signees in December. Um, Davion Walker, wide receiver, 6'3, 180 from out of Vanderbilt. Uh, he put in must have put himself back into the portal, huh? I'm not sure that's the case or not on that on that one. Yeah, me neither, Marcus. Any anything to add there? Have you seen anything on Davion Walker out there in the uh,
1: no, in the I, I have nope. not.
2: Okay. Uh, Zay Williams. Uh, no, what? he
1: uh, he recently committed to a junior college. Okay. All right. But that's a kind of, I mean, look at his size and you look at his pedigree coming from Colquitt County. You know, Crisp County, Colquitt County, some of those middle South Georgia teams that are always in the mix. So you're getting players that fit our scheme and you see his body type. You can see him being almost like a Day Day or or a Xavier Smith with his body size and his his game. But he's going Juco for now. As far as I know, he's he verbally committed maybe late last week because I was checking to see where, you know, where things were going with him.
2: My, and and is it fair to say, well, look, I don't want to, well, how do I say this? Uh, it, it could always be, you know, I don't want to assume or be presumptuous about why, you know, a young man is going Juco. Um, but, you know, maybe getting into FAMU was a little harder, and maybe he needed to go the JUCO route for a year,
1: uh, perhaps, or it could be just you know starting out smaller, you know, and working your way. Depending on where he is in life, and I mean, we don't want to speculate because it, all kinds of reasons why he would, yeah, decide yeah, to go I'm, junior college. I'm, but, yeah.
2: Uh, i yeah, I'm just, I'm just sort of. You know, w- without knowing him going without him going to another four year college, you know, I guess that that was my only thought there. Um, moving on, another young man that had committed, but we haven't heard anything yet, or have we? Quay he
1: committed Sean to East Allen. Carolina. Okay, he decommitted after uh, Coach Simmons went to Duke. Okay, so there are like two or three um uh, players who decommitted when Coach Simmons, I think he's the only one because Rodney Hill came back. And Demoree Tate actually signed. So, of the three FSU players who had committed, like, right after the celebration ball, I think he's the only one okay. that didn't come come to the team.
2: Quavion Carter, former Michigan State. Uh, I remember when he put himself back into the portal. Has he been picked up, or did he sign with somebody yet?
1: I've not seen.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we we wish him – the best uh there's a lot of size there would have been would have been nice would would have been a nice addition but uh you know
1: mm-hmm. and he said he wanted helped. to come here because i think he did an interview interview with gerald like right after signing it because it was him a c on cobb and a third person i can't remember who that did it in like a one minute interview and he said he wanted to play close to home so we'll see if that still holds true you know with coach cozy now having the permanent job.
2: All right. Um, we all, I think we know most of the story where Sage Ennis, uh, he uh, decommitted and committed to somewhere back in the Virginia. ACC, didn't he? Yep, yeah, University of Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. yeah, back in the ACC. So that's where he went. Um, Jalen Smith uh, was curious where did Have he not get it going?
1: Haven't I'm not heard. sure yet. I haven't heard okay. yet, but he was noticeably absent from our signing day list today. Okay.
2: And another day. Well, name. I mean,
1: actually he already signed, but he wasn't listed today. So I don't know if that means that.
2: We don't know if he signed with somebody else. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he supposedly signed with us in December, so I don't know what happened there.
2: Right. Well, I don't know if he – well, yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, but once once you once you sign, you, you can – once the coach leaves.
1: Yeah, you can – you get yeah. a 30-day window to –
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, defensive end Trayvon Washington from out of Coconut Creek. Big guy, 6'4", 220, was committed. What do we know about him? What happened?
1: I haven't seen anything because that last image I saw early signing day – I don't know what happened, but they had they showed a picture of Monarch High School signing day and they had a spot <laughs> with the orange and green balloons and nobody was sitting there. Oh and that was the okay. early signing there. So we don't know what happened. And I guess the irony is we gotta prefer a walk on from the same school that young man landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earlier. Same really? school. And you know, they the monarch high school has been making progress. They made it to I think the regional finals this year and they made it to the second. Uh, round last year, so they're moving up, and they have some talent. They have some people that sign. See, Ashley says uh, Jalen Smith tweeted that he decommitted tonight. Okay, what? so it's interesting to see how things fall.
2: Oh, um...
1: let's see if I can catch up with that. Jalen Smith.
2: Okay. Uh somebody said Jalen Smith tweeted that he decommitted tonight. Okay. Ashley. Appreciate that, Ashley. Um <laughs> profile admits can do some great things. Okay. All right. Um Did
3: did we did we all right? Did we talk about a baseball recruit?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Talking about our baseball recruit? I don't did Marcus, Yeah,
1: did yeah he, we talked about him a couple weeks ago after um Cope Shoop. I've forgotten his name. Um Wellington Hen. Or I think that's his name. He actually signed today. Yeah. But we talked about him. He's on our, our 2024 baseball.
2: Oh, is that what that was? Okay, I saw no. that. I just didn't know. I, You know, I just.
1: He officially signed today, but Coach. Okay. Well, I guess he's, I don't know if it was informal, because I guess Coach shouldn't have mentioned his name if he hadn't officially signed. But uh, there, I guess, oh. either a ceremony today or they just posted the picture today. Gotcha. And he's a like, right. 6'2", 220 pitcher out of um, Plant City High School. And hopefully our, we got our signee for softball, uh, the young lady that uh, Coach Patterson mentioned. They're supposed to have our signing cer- signing ceremony on January 31st, but I haven't seen any pictures on social media. For Sierra, uh, what's Sierra's last name? She's out of Eustis High School, but she was the one that Coach Patterson was raving about.
2: And there's the, there's the schedule. Five home games. Beginning with South Carolina State. Uh, obviously, we start the season in Atlanta against Norfolk State.
3: It'll be six. sweat
2: championship,
3: host the host oh, sweat championship game.
2: You're right, you're right. I'm run it,
3: run it back, run it back.
2: Six home games. There's the schedule. First 12 and then uh, the. The uh, two weeks after the uh, Florida Classic uh, will be the uh, Swag Championship game. The Miami game is a Saturday, South Florida, nice big payday there. Then we travel up to Troy. Then we've got the Alabama schools. We are, we are. Is it three? We are three, three homecoming. We are the homecoming th- three times. Is that right, Marcus? Is that what we talked about? I know we're a homecoming opponent for Prairie View. We're a homecoming opponent for Alabama State.
1: That's at least two, and, and I, I would not I be know. surprised. Jackson, Jackson
2: better not, Jackson. Better not. I
1: Dave. would not Dave. be surprised. They better
2: not. They, you, you really think Jackson State would be foolish enough to schedule us for their homecoming? Do you think that would happen? I don't think that'd happen. Uh... I don't know. Mr. Campbell, you, you let us know. I, I, I mean I mean we we all we are what are you saying? Hey we, we already somebody homecoming. What you talking about? I i am we are 2 teams. that's what I was just pointing out, Kelvin. Right. We're two. We're two. I'm just saying. I mean Jackson State gonna make us the third? That's ridiculous. All right. No, he, he says we are not JSU's homecoming opponent. All right. All right, good. All right, good.
3: Don't matter, yeah. They announced yeah, their schedule, pay. but I didn't on, see. I didn't see homecoming or not, it don't matter.
2: we giving out L's, yeah. The uh, <laughs> Jackson State's playing fine. Uh, we've got Texas Southern for our homecoming there, uh, so that's good. Um, right off the heels of Southern, so back to back. Interesting games, Southern at home, and then uh, we'll talk. Um, one thing I will say, I you know, and I, I, if any of you guys catch the, you guys out there watching, if you catch my show with AD Drew on Sunday night, um, I did an interesting little breakdown on the SWAC schedule. Just the schedule, the eight games, and just kind of based uh, based it off of win loss percentage from a year ago, and tried to look at you know who had uh, who had the easy schedule, uh, who had a difficult schedule going into <coughs> the season.
3: But you you going by last year's teams, and it's so many different coaches
2: and. Sure, no, sorry. I I get yeah. all that. I, I I get all that. I know it's uh I know it's it's uh it's different when you look at the changes, but I I you know I tried to go off with just one one solid piece of data, which is their record from a year ago.
3: While you're looking at that, I will say this: two teams I think who had a great off season uh in the swag are both in the East. Mm-hmm. I thought Alabama state had a great offseason, both with their personnel and more importantly their coaching staff. They, they 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 the people they brought in I think is pretty strong and and I would say Alabama and them had a really good off season too in terms of both personnel and coaches that they brought on with uh South Carolina state uh former defense coordinator. So So I think the Swag East is going to be a beast, you know, but we already predicted Bethune to be better and tough. So the East is going to be better than the West again.
2: (laughs) Well, based on, based on, uh, based on the East schedule in terms of crossover opponents, um, we actually, well, so Alabama State, Came out, in my opinion, based on the percentages of having the toughest cross division schedule, uh, playing having to play Alcorn, Grambling, and Prairie View, uh, who all finished in total eighteen and sixteen a year ago. The easiest actually goes to Jackson State, who plays Alcorn, UAPB, and Texas Southern combined twelve and twenty one from a year ago. Uh, now for Fam. Fam you actually by my data metrics have the easiest home swack schedule. But they have the hardest road. They got the hardest road, exactly. Because on the road, um, you know, we go to Jackson, we go Burfield. to Prairie View and Alabama. Alabama State. State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in, in total though we have the based on opponents from a year ago we have the we have the best chance you know based on that win percentage uh with jackson state being number two um so just to add more more fuel and excitement to that jackson state game um somebody, you know uh, that that game may very well decide who comes out of the East, as it's as it has the last three seasons. And so I'll just and, you know.
3: and we both got open open dates before that game too.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So no no advantage. Everybody's coming in healthy or at least rested. At least uh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. Man. I can't wait to travel to Jackson. I'm actually looking forward to that. Looking forward to that trip. Um, all right uh what what else did you ask me about Kelvin you at before did we did I do what you asked me before? I don't know now yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to see I don't have any other slides. Um, again um we got we got basketball at home this weekend. The, the the women and the men playing Texas Southern and um,
1: PV is the Texas PV. swing.
2: Uh, yeah, of course. On the Monday, off to, I I don't. We we I we didn't know.
3: we didn't we didn't talk about them. We're not going to talk about them till they get a
2: W. Okay. Um. So we were focused on the women, focused on the women, and then uh, softball, of course, home on Friday doubleheader. Against Texas Tech, that be they, they deserve a great crowd on Friday uh, for that doubleheader. Not too many times do does our softball program get a chance to host and open their season at home. So thank God to the schedulers, Coach P or whoever else was a part of that. Uh, did they let you park your? Did they let you tailgate out in the outfield at the softball? Field? I mean, you mean a hillside? Uh,
3: yeah, whatever. Yeah. I whatever. mean, if you want to, but I mean, you know, people sit out there on the grass and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be. I think it'd be something cool if, he, if they had that set up where people could kind of tailgate and I don't know. I don't know what you can drink or tailgate out there. I guess you can drink on campus I and. Mean, just clean up after yourself, and then of course we got tennis at home as well. So it's a good sports weekend in Tallahassee for FAMU athletics. Let
3: let me um, clear something. They're asking about uh, the home our homecoming. Yeah, uh, which is the which is the first Saturday in November. Florida okay. State does have a game against the University of North Carolina the same day, so both football teams will be at home. But that is not Florida State homecoming. Also, Florida State has stadium renovations going on. So their, their capacity is going to be like 25,000 people less this year. So their stadium holds 79,000 because there'll still be some construction going on. They're they're only going to have a capacity of about 54,000, 55,000 this year. But, uh-huh. their home, but Florida State's homecoming is late on in November. I think when we play Bethune in uh, Orlando.
2: That's interesting. So did, did Florida State go with uh, the day? Are they hoping to have all their stuff done by the end of the what?
3: 2025. What? It'll be finished before the 2025
2: season. Oh, wow. So they're doing major. I think
1: that's when they play Alabama. So I don't know if they're playing them at home.
2: Hmm. Well, good luck to them. Cuz
1: I think it's a home it's either home and home or a neutral site, but I think it's a home and home. So they're trying to gear up for that.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, last thing I want to share is make sure we share again our tennis fundraiser, the tennis program. As you can see, the tennis fundraiser has a $10,000 goal. They're they're just a hit over that halfway mark. Uh, you can you can you see Chap- the timer
3: championship program
2: let's do it 27 hours that's hours not days that's 27 hours left so just a little over a day so sometimes you can make a donation in any number of ways uh 500 2500 150 a hundred 500 you know you can you can you can donate there's some 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 great donors contributing to our tennis program you can too find a way to donate i'll i'll put that link i put the link in there let me see if it's still in here i'll put it in there one more time for you for you guys in the chats that tennis fundraiser link right there go ahead and support our tennis program championship tennis program. Uh everybody did such a great job with softball uh, helping them to realize their mark. All right. Uh also, I think the track program, track team is on the road as well. They are uh let's see prepping for the prepping for the Windy City invite this weekend. Uh, That's right. They are traveling up to Chicago. Uh, So if you know any Rattlers in the Chicago area, the Dr. Worrell Indoor Track Facility is where they will be, uh, competing against a host of Big Ten schools. That event is apparently being hosted by the University of Wisconsin. They'll take on athletes from UW, Minnesota, Purdue, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Indiana, Rutgers. A lot of Big Ten names there. Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and others. So that's who will be uh, competing in that. Um, Events start at 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday. I It, it says 12.30 a.m. on Saturday. That's got to be 12.30 p.m. I, I don't think anybody... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's coming out at midnight or just past midnight to go to a track meet. I, I don't think so.
3: Especially in Chicago.
2: Yeah, especially in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> you got me, got me messed up. Um, so, safe travels to our Rattlers, uh, the men and women who are traveling to Windy City. Uh, I know it'll be cold, so. Uh, thank God they're indoors, but yeah. So the, shout out. Hopefully the Chicago, hopefully the Chicago alumni chapter uh, can can get out and and support. Uh, we got a championship track program. I got a, I got a good feeling. We we. I don't know if it's going to be men, women, or both, but I got a feeling somebody's somebody might be coming back with a team title. Somebody might be coming back, and I think that 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 title is a couple, or those, those championships are in. Uh, a couple weeks away, yeah. What you mean, indoors, indoor, yeah. Actually, yeah. it's the next yeah. meet, yeah. February yeah. 17th, yeah. so next weekend. So, this is the last tune up before the slack indoors, mm-hmm. which are in Birmingham, by the way. Okay, uh, wow, man, good stuff. Uh, anything that we've any meat that we left on the bone, Marcus, regarding recruiting. Um, I know we'll maybe uh, update and kind of do a final final thing next week because I know actually Coach Cozy is out recruiting tonight. Uh, maybe we can do a final final with him next week. Uh, hopefully, if we get him on the show as expected, he's okay. going to
3: a, he's going to a Nike clinic.
2: Oh, he's in a clinic. Okay.
3: Yeah, he's flying out.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: I think that that's why they did the show early. They didn't say he said he was traveling, but.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. they did it early today.
2: Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I saw some people asking about the recruiting coordinator position. Um, uh, I I'm curious. What do you guys think? Before we last last thing, I'll ask you guys. A couple people had said, uh, "What do we need to pay uh, uh, to get a recruiting coordinator?" And just some other comments about needing a a recruiting coordinator. What's your guys' take or thoughts on that?
1: Well, I thought it worked out pretty well, and uh, Coach Simmons seemed to uh, laud its its praises. So we'll see if that's something that he wants to – if Coach Colsey wants to say, pursue it. We'll see if that's what the department wants to support. You know, that's the most important – one of the more important things, too, you know, what was negotiated. But it seemed like it worked out pretty good for him. Now, I, mean, I don't know if he can find somebody with years. the same veracity. Yeah.
3: Right, right. We only had them for two years. Uh the, the first few years, uh Coach Simmons didn't have a separate recruiting coordinator. They the recruiting coordinator was a position coach also. And so and that didn't impact recruiting. So you know, it works both ways. Um you know, so I, I do think we have some guys on staff that potentially could do a pretty good job at it if if uh need be. And I'm but I am interested to see what you know coach role and what his role will be when he comes back. Billy Roll.
1: No. Marching paparazzi. No, no, thank you. Brian, you're, you're on on
2: mute. yeah, the Ed Reed thing. Yeah. I saw that earlier. He say Marcus, nah. You good?
1: Not for, not for me. I mean, somebody else may have a different opinion, and that's fine. But I'm not sure that that would be the best, the wisest decision, just in my opinion, either as recruiting coordinator or anything else.
0: Well, uh,
3: I, it's, it's, it's on the coaches. I'm fine with whatever the coaches say. I mean, those guys have tentacles. A lot of coaches have tentacles in the South Florida area. He's connected to them. Uh, i know that uh those guys have a back channel at least coach cozy do have a back channel relationship too with uh with uh dion i know those kind of names have relationships with that person too so i mean if that's what he wanted to do i would be okay with it mm-hmm. head, co- head coach head coach i wouldn't have been i i would have a different position but if he was willing and and they wanted to do that i you know it wouldn't bother me
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to roll with it. I might not, you know, be 100% like, uh, see how it works out. But I guess I'm not seeing the bigger picture. <laughs> but I agree with um, Ashley C. I thought, thought um, Coach Roll, you know, if we were just to pick and choose, Coach Roll would be good to fit that recruiting coordinator role based on his connections. And I would suggest having him pair up with somebody, yeah, to do some of the traveling. If he focused on South Florida and have someone else do the other traveling, because Riz was going everywhere, Louisiana and all that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, if Coach uh, Henry gets the OC, uh, who's the oil coach? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean he, would, he would
1: do both. Well, yeah, and before we to- had, up until well, actually, I guess throughout the whole t- tenure. Coach Simmons has been a has been a co offensive coordinator oil coach between Alex Jackson, and then when he left, um, I don't I can't remember. We had the short term the guy that just got hired at some other place. Uh, I can see his name, Klinak, Klinakis. And then after that, you know, we had, um, gosh, I can see him too. He's a he was an Austin P. Now is their offensive coordinator, O line coach, and then and Coach Henry's co offensive coordinator. So since what Coach Simmons has been there, we've had a combo position. We haven't had a separate, and we don't know if there are enough. I don't think we've ever had. Spots, I-
3: yeah, yeah. I don't think we ever had a, that that be the case. Just like on the defense side of the ball, we always had uh, D line coach was the defensive coordinator, and then. When he left and when the Marshall, uh Smith Rock took over, and he was linebacker and defensive coordinator. Uh,
2: you gotta sell me. You gotta tell me what that bigger picture is. I I don't know what the, and I I don't know if we're. I don't know if you're just talking about Ed Reed locking down South Florida. I, just, re- I just resources and resources, resources and and stuff, like and stuff like that. But
3: you know that's subjective. Mm-hmm. But but. You know, and whether it's a cultural fit, you know, you know, fan, you we, we, I, we talk so much, <laughs> we talk so much,
2: you yeah, can't be yeah on this one. I agree with you on this one about being a, a true oceano line coach. I, I think in the role I, that I, I you don't look
3: at coach what you're basing that on, the- though, what you're basing yeah. it on, and where you look, even in the pros, the OC usually, you know, uh, you know, but. Definitely in college, every 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 look in college, they they position coaches. Now you know pros got like three, four coaches for every position, so it, it ain't the same. Like man, KJ Black, man. we didn't mention this. KJ Black is going to uh, Atlanta Falcons. Oh,
2: yeah, huh? you no, know, of course we you know, Of course walk we walk said, on. only, only two of us, only two of us are, are Falcons fans. Uh, so yes, of course you guys want to mention that. I mean, but shout out to uh Coach KJ. Uh, moving closer back to the south, uh, so hopefully, uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's still, it's still as an offensive assistant, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd love to see KJ Black as an OC. Maybe I'm just saying. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm just,
3: I'm just Coach, Coach Campbell must be a he must be a Saints fan
2: <laughs> <laughs> or or a Bucks fan, one of the two. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, oh, oh, one last question, Kelvin, and this, this is somebody who pointed out regarding the uh, the track record. Um, about the uh, Shaka Perkins says that we may never, we. <laughs> Uh, We may never had a female run 211 indoors uh, and that the it may be a difference between indoor and outdoor records. So.
3: Miac Indoor Championship 2012 800 meters 21072 Ariel Allen I told you they gave me receipts.
2: <laughs> Ariel Allen, you B-M-U, in? Yes. Huh.
3: All right. 210.72. Well. 2-10-72.
2: well. Hmm. And what year? In 2012. So that wasn't but 11 years ago, huh? All right. Well. I would I would encourage whomever to send that to Sports Information Director Joshua Padilla and make him aware of that. Uh, not to dump on the parade of the uh, young lady who no came, no it, yeah, but more so, like I said, we we want to we want to uh, uh, Ariel earned that two ten. Uh, she deserves to still have that two ten on on record at FAMU. And, uh, obviously being one second away from it, 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 it could get broken. So, all right. Well, uh, everybody hope you enjoyed, uh, our look at the 2024 class, the run it back class as Kelvin appropriately dubbed them. And I'm sure there'll be some names that'll be added because Marcus, we had some Forty some odd available spots, at least over thirty <laughs> available spots, right? And so far, I don't think we've only filled half of those.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just go by the you go by the number of seniors and grad students we had last year. We got at least you know thirty spots across the different positions that would that theoretically have come open. Right. Now, I don't know how yeah. many of those are returning people, but still.
3: Yeah, we we had a total of what was it? Uh, we counted them up. Um I thought it was thought like it, 40. It's like 40. four to one. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought it was four to one. But but I think about eleven of those, ten of those had opportunity to come back. Okay. So uh and, and we, we've seen some of those names as a matter of fact.
2: Well, um given that group of thirty to forty players, we've only seen so far 18, uh, maybe close to 20. Um, and I think what we'll now watch to see is uh what names cycle onto the list over the next few days, because there always are. Uh and maybe there'll be some guys who come back. Yeah, you got you got some offers still out there. And then um of
3: course a- after the spring game, I believe the porta,
2: two days later the porta opens up. Right. So the spring game is 13. Yeah, the thirteen.
1: Second window. Yeah.
2: Yeah. April 13th and the second portal window will be on the 15th where I think you'll yeah. see some guys decide that, uh, they want to, they want to maybe if they get some film from the spring, that they'll get an opportunity elsewhere. So it never but ends. And, and they,
3: and, and they want to evaluate, you want to evaluate what you have first, you know, at this point and, and, and see what your inventory is like, you know, um, and your roster management. So it, it makes sense f- f- for when we made our hire and transition and the, the get through the spring first and leave some, leave some spots available for, you know, some of those guys who get some on
2: rest at those uh power fives and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, You guys did guess correctly. Uh, Campbell's a saints fan. Yeah. Good guess. <laughs> All right. Softball this weekend. Again, I got a feeling I'm I'm making a oh, a Super Bowl prediction real quick. Chiefs or Niners? Who you got? Kelvin?
3: I gotta go with uh the new Tom Brady.
2: Yeah Chiefs. Yeah. Until you, you beat him. Only Tom Brady beat him, right? Only Tom Brady can beat him. So far that's what it's been, right? Uh, What do you got, Marcus? Chiefs, Niners.
1: Yeah, I'll pull for the Chiefs. Well, I'm not pulling for them, but I'm, I'll pick the Chiefs. The 49ers beat my Falcons up way back in the day with the same division, so I'm not, I haven't gotten over that yet.
2: <laughs> well, you hold on to stuff, don't you, Marcus? I love it. You act like the Niners are the – uh like y'all got a rivalry with them or something. Y'all don't have no rivalry with them. Well, yeah. Well, we tried. right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm going I'm going Chiefs as well. I'm going Chiefs as well. Give me, give me, like you said, the new Tom Brady. Give me Patrick Mahomes. If if I, I'm just not buying that Brock Purdy's gonna outplay Patrick Mahomes. Now, you know, you can't you can't count turnovers or mistakes, things like that. But the Chiefs defense looks like it's pretty solid. And all things considered, if the Niners have a good defense, Chiefs got a good defense, give me the team with the better quarterback. Um Cause uh, we've seen quarterbacks win Super Bowls and championships, and plus that's what the script. The script is written. What? Come on now. The script says Chiefs. Y'all know that. Y'all just denying the inevitable, so we can get twenty million shots of Swifties <laughs> and that, uh, and that, and that Travis, that uh, that that Travis Kelsey uh, that you got over there, Marcus, looking good, and that,
0: that uh...
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I do want to take a second and give a shout out to FAMU alum Eugene Thomas, the first FAMU football player to participate in a Super Bowl. He was a uh, on the he's a running back on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl one. And by the last count, I found an interesting article from 2017. That uh had FamU ranked third among most HBCUs with players that attended or played in a Super Bowl. Uh 27 players at that time. I don't know if there's any since 2017. Um, but uh at 27 at, at that time, Tennessee State had 32 players, Grambling had 28. Southern had 26, and Jackson State had 23. Those were the numbers, you know, of the top five schools with Super Bowl alumni. Um, I don't know if FAMU has had since uh, Super Bowl 49, when Brian Timms played with the Patriots. I don't know if we have had a... uh, uh, fam, you in, in the uh, in the Super Bowl.
3: Well, thanks for that history lesson. That that just seals it for me. Uh,
2: I was rooting for Kansas City anyway. <laughs> I just thought I'd add that. Well, appropriate. Um, appreciate you, John. 247, fam, you is the number one class in FCS, as we should. As we should. So, we'll give us something to brag about tomorrow morning when we wake up and get on social media. And uh, I'm sure we'll have fun doing it. So I want to thank everybody in the chats for uh, following along. Hope you enjoyed this uh, extended coverage of signing day. Um, Please share it with your friends and your family. Uh, Let them know. Make sure you're following the show. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ONG Strike Zone is where you can find us. Um, And uh, appreciate everybody for watching. Uh, down it back. That. Yeah, run back.
3: Champions still.
2: <laughs> well said. Um, <laughs> not, not the pose. Uh, for, for Marcus Green and Kelvin Rozier, I'm Brian Fulford. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Have a great weekend. Good luck to our teams. Good luck uh, to you Rattlers who are traveling near and far uh, to go support. Uh, bangs up. Strike hard, strike harder, and strike fastest. Strike first. There you go. Uh, Good night, everybody. Be well. Peace out.